the What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Hey guys, this is Teague. Our movie this week is Serenity, and that would be a really awesome commentary to have in high quality. Unfortunately, we don't have that, because I screwed several things up at once, spectacularly. And the high-quality audio that you're used to listening to, that this is, um, was, what's a good word, supplanted by an inferior copy that has not only our voices, but the audio from the film as well, that usually goes into our headphones. Um, Some wires got crossed, the streams got crossed, and uh, we looked at the trap. But you can't stop the signal. So we ripped the audio from the live broadcast feed off of justin.tv slash down in front show, where you can watch recent live video recordings from our uh, recordings. Uh, And while it's not as good as it's supposed to be, it is listenable. Anyway, this is the last time this is going to happen until the next time it happens. And we apologize and hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Serenity. It's a a big damn movie. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blurry or pull it up on Netflix. Press play, press pause when the Universal logo has flown past the camera and it's completely gone. The first frame of... And you're looking at Earth that was. The first frame where you're no longer being told to buy, buy things. So press pause. And in a second, I'll say 3, 2, 1, and pause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It will be like any other commentary. Except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. And those friends this week are myself, as always, Teague Christie. My friend Brian William Penifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hi. Serenity and Firefly are a huge part of my my life and the filter through which I look at the world. And uh, it's, <laughs> as it, it should be, it's and it's you know it's improved my vernacular in many ways. I use the word landscape a lot now when I wouldn't tend and conjure. I conjure. Still, I still conjure too. You're not part of my shiny. crew unless I conjure you. Are. Yeah, yeah, it's a little <laughs> and shiny. Course, is almost yeah. like passe now. It's almost like eh, it's kind of unhip to say shiny. Anyway, uh, but Serenity has a weird job to do. It has to come out of a series that nobody had seen, basically. Anyone that was going to see this in theaters hadn't seen the movie. Now, everyone that saw the, or saw well, the it had show... To, it had to do both. Yeah, everyone that had seen the show would see the movie. But. It had to satisfy those that knew it, and it had to impress people who knew nothing. And I, I love Firefly, and I think Serenity is good. I think, they did a, I think he pulled it off pretty well. Uh, I have no problem with him killing off certain people. I have no problem with... Uh, the pacing or how many storylines that he's juggling at once trying to keep it all going. And I think it, it lands and it lands on its feet. Um, I don't, the thing that bugs me the most about Serenity is actually the color palette and the, the difference in what an episode of Firefly looks like next to the movie and back and forth. But all in all, I love Firefly and I love Serenity. As a movie, I think it's pretty good and I think he did a very difficult job well. Brian? Yeah, I agree. Uh, he did... He had to walk this this horrible, horrible tightrope of of reintroduction, but not wasting the audience's time of those who were already uh, familiar. And I think he did about the best job that you you could possibly do in that on, under those very difficult circumstances. Uh, also, I have a message from uh, Chris, Chris Chris Hannell, Chris Hannell of uh, Geeks of Fame for <laughs> what does he say? for us uh, doing this without him. Okay. Ow. Yeah. Brian hit Got me. That, that, that was that was. Heard it on the Chris. mic. It was good. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> you really did hit him too. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. like that wasn't radio that wasn't, theater. That, that wasn't really helped. No, that happened. That was, <laughs> that that was like the, an Indiana Jones punch. Wasn't or something the sound effects team? <laughs> yeah. Darkman, how do you feel Bam. about Firefly and Serenity? Uh, I love Firefly. Absolutely. Um, think it's great, and it's it's it makes me sad to watch it just to know <laughs> it, that yeah. that's all there is. You know. Yeah. Um, and then Serenity, I I feel very much the same as you. Well. I feel a lot like I do with like like we talked about with Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. It's like, well, this is the ex- the, the continuation of it, so I I love it, but at the same time, it uh it doesn't 
he he had to walk a line of of pleasing fans and new people, and he also had to stuff a season into two hours. And I, for me, I feel like I'm. Gl- I mean, I'm glad this movie exists. I'm glad you know it got made and all of that, and I, I do enjoy it quite a bit. But um, a lot of the tone and the character of the series that I really loved is kind of not present in the movie. There's no time for it. Well, right. I, think, I think a big part of the change is that. Mal is different in this. Mal yeah. is well, and that's, yeah, he's well, and that's, he's and that's not... because it's a movie and not a television yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. as, as uh, I was, about. I was going to say that the the biggest difference is that Mal isn't really much fun in this movie. He's he's he was always kind of cynical, but he was also kind you, of you were not fun and warm about it. And and uh, now he's he's just pissed all the time. <laughs> and it's like that. Like I, I was I was saying, and I I watched a, a bit of this movie to see if that uh, follows through and it's like he never really smiles in this movie you know he yeah. kind of grimaces or he kind of does like a sarcastic mm, smile but he's never there's there's no there's no like my hat moment you know there's not there's nothing where he's he's like yeah you know life's a bitch and then you die but you can have fun at yeah. the same time it's like no life's a bitch and then you die and hopefully you take someone with you weirdly, that's now in <laughs> yeah. this movie weirdly you know? enough the, the the movie that the, this this movie in my mind is most related to is uh, wait for it. The Simpsons movie. Uh, uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I was doing, when I was doing the Simpsons ride at universal and we were, uh, you know, building that, I mean, I actually went to the Simpsons office and we sat in a meeting with uh, James Brooks um, and talked about the Simpsons ride and, and early concept phase. And they were deep, deep, deep in the middle of the Simpsons movie at the time. And James Brooks, who's like a, you know, a legend. It was amazing to just be able to talk to that guy in the first place. He did, we, you know, at the end of the meeting, after two hours of talking about the universal project, we said, so how's the movie coming? And he was like, <sighs> he said, we're just we're struggling so hard to justify that it's a movie and not just a long television episode. Yeah, and and strangely enough, what they did in the Simpsons movie is is a lot what uh, Whedon did in this one is you know push the characters farther than you ever saw them go in the television series because as we've said in uh, in uh, other things, the I think it's the William Goldman line is you know a movie should be the most important thing that ever happened to those people or that person. Um, and a television show can't be that because you're going to be doing it week after week after week after week. So it's they're totally different animals. So so as they did in the Simpsons movie, 20 years, Homer's been a screw up, but Marge never left him in the movie. She actually leaves him. Mm-hmm. That's the big change, um, which which in that movie is like <laughs> one of the best moments. In yeah, and it's, yeah. You know, and it's, it's a genuine, so it's emotionally a, it's a genuine yeah, real so moment, you know, which, yeah, which the show happened. never touched. And in this movie, and Whedon's talked about it, we're not you know second guessing. Is he wanted to push these characters farther than they ever, you know, really, really put them on the raggedy edge, to, no. put, to use the phrase, and and put them in a totally desperate situation. I think and one I, of the things that came of that is Mal is a much darker, more driven, more focused, less light character. I don't, he's, than he where was think, he's where you think Mal would or was supposed to have ended up after like three seasons. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's it's. I, I guess the one thing is I almost I wish he had started as the same Mal and then been pushed to it. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. And it's, yeah. as it's opposed a time to because thing. like there's a lot of I, yeah it is a time thing you know there's a lot of things like I don't I I I'm not really and again it's it's to be kind of accessible to people who didn't see the series but like his relationship with Simon and Summer has taken like two steps back from yeah. where we left it in the series and stuff so this movie takes place nine months after the show six months, right? six six months? months. yeah so it's not even very long after the, yeah. the, the storyline of the series was up anyway so Trey likes Serenity 
I did. I did like Serenity, and I I wish I could. Uh, I was. I had already seen the show and was a familiar, you know, familiar with the show and loved the show, and and so I I went. When I went to a screening. I went to one of those advanced screenings that mm. they had, um, and I brought uh, my Laura Beth, uh, the DP for uh, projects I've done, and I said, Hey, you want to see this movie? And she had no knowledge of Firefly, although she was a Buffy fan, and uh, and so she saw it knowing nothing, right. and I saw it knowing everything, and and she and she enjoyed it. Also, and I, I wish I could separate it. I wish I could I could find out what it was like. I have to see no idea. I, I have no yeah. idea how you like. Honestly, there were when when it uh, when it came out and in the years since, like on Twitter and stuff like that, um, people have seen. I've seen people talk about seeing Serenity for the first time and they have no knowledge of the show and they're like, I loved it. I'm like, I honestly don't understand how you can understand anything yeah, going funny. on in when, this show. I, yeah. I did <laughs> see one. I did see one person who commented that uh, they liked this movie, but they really hated Mal's ex-wife. And I, was, and I was like, uh, I guess you're talking about Inara, which apparently the movie did kind of skip over. Uh, we award that. no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Exactly. I forgot, and we, we should start the movie here, but I forgot mm. that. I actually saw Serenity before I saw Firefly. And my opinion at the time, I recall thinking, uh, I, I recall feeling, and this was even before I lived out here and, and did this all the time like I do now. Uh, but I recall <laughs> if, feeling for if, the effects artist. If you didn't say this, I was going to call you on it. Go ahead. Because this was very funny when I, I, you said I, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you had a good laugh at my experience. I did. Uh, I said, you know, I felt good for those guys. Not the people in the movie. The people that made the movie. Because I was like, this feels like a big fan film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we should, basically. We should start the movie. So you're at the point where Universal is flowing past the camera like I am here. And it's the first frame of all planet. Go ahead and mm-hmm. uh, press Earth, pause. It's Earth that it was. It's the, yeah. Anyway. Three, two, one. Unpause. Now, and how, away okay, we go. Now we have to... There's so much to this opening sequence, and much has been said about it's it. It's beautifully but, done. No question. There's a, when I'm watching the movie now, I don't know how, how you guys feel about this, and I know it pisses some people off that sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I'll start 10 minutes in just because I don't want to see the first 10 minutes. Not because <laughs> not because I don't like those particular 10 minutes of any particular film. It's just generally the first 10 minutes of a film is getting you geared up. I'm like, I, I know this movie like the back of my hand. I just want to get into it, and I'll skip this part. Um, and I'll skip right up until... Uh, the logo reveal, and then we get the the beautiful score, bump, and 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 I start from there, and then the long steadicam shot, and I I skip all of this stuff. Although, I think this is not only invaluable for a first time watcher, it's invaluable to have as an example in cinema, because th- this is a oh. lot of shit to get away with, and I think they do it pretty well. Mars, that was well, obviously Mars. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what's what's inter- no. but what's interesting though is that I I don't know you. Like you didn't need this in the series, you just kind of went with it. And, yeah. And I well, don't because feel... the series is revealing this information piece by piece over time. I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what that was was just the that was the Star Wars crawl. It's right. Like, yeah. It's the same thing. It's like we're yeah. dropping in the middle of the story. Here's what you need War! to know. That's yeah. true. Taxation outlying trade yeah. routes. And and it, it, it is. And and again, I'm you know I'm we just talked about it. I'm not uh, you know brilliantly having an insight, but uh, you know the way he he gets all all of this exposition spat out. And yet keeps it visually interesting by shifting how we're getting this information. It starts as a narration, but then it becomes a, a class. But the class is a dream, you know. And it's but the dream is a hologram. Exactly, and just you know, trying to trying to keep it keep it going. Like, while, and here, it's here's, like and here's it's Inception right here. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. What's it's like Inception. And here's in me trying to figure out what happened in the real world. Because if he's watching this on a hologram, at which point did he be, like? At which point did the movie stop being a movie and start being a thing that's actually happening? Right. You know what I mean? But you know, whatever. And in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't quite matter because, you know, again, you're just sort of getting the info. It, it, one, one fun fact, you know, that's Mike Hitchcock there, who um, is, uh, if you've seen any of Christopher Guest movies, yeah. uh, and Mike Hitchcock was at the Groundlings. I used to, you know, you know, just know Mike. I haven't talked to him in years now, but he's a very funny guy. And it's, it's, it's always interesting to see people who are, 
comedians play a perfectly straight role like Mike does in this one. Sometimes it works. It doesn't work. Like in, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it worked against Neil Flynn, who played the janitor on Scrubs, because he comes in and he says stuff deadpan. And you're like, and oh, you just, he's doing the deadpan. Yeah, he's yeah, doing he's the guy from Scrubs. Because he's doing, because the, the Scrubs character is completely deadpan. So that's the problem is he's doing the exact same routine. It's just the context around him is not funny anymore. It's like, well, it's still kind of funny. We're already getting into a different color palette than we would have seen in the show. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of cyan. All, there's this yeah. movie is cyan, purple, and gold. Like the whole it's time. Very, yeah. well, it's very it well. It's compared. It's very like civilization is blue and cold. And yeah, the, 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 the alliance ship is and cold and blue. The frontier and, is warm. The frontier is is the frontier, and you know that's when but Jack, totally Jack Green pulls whole, out the Unforgiven thing and and rolls with it. The whole I mean the whole movie is bluer than the show was. It feels yeah. colder well, the, the, than the, the, the show. The show, if you were to do like one of those average blurs where you just get the, mo- like the most average color of the entire image at once. If you did that for the show, you'd get something medium brown. Yeah. And for this, you would get something whatever's between purple, bold, blue, and gold. You would get blue, gold. <laughs> what, I was, what I always thought was funny, you know, just sort of kind of hit me is that, that, that we're, we're looking at a scene that happened the day before the show started. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, oh, okay, this is how Simon got River out, out, of, the, out of the facility. And I was like, oh, okay. It's which, is, cool which as it. I recall, is actually different from what he says is in the series. He's vague about how yeah. he did it, probably because someday they were probably going to well, do an episode no, I about think, it. I think, uh, Doesn't I, he say that he, got, he paid other people to do it? He paid other people yeah. to do it, not that he was there. Yeah. How, did they, how did you do so, it? Money and luck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's and that's essentially what's going on here. I think it's it was... A, a wise uh, choice to change it so that he was the one doing it because then you're able to, um, again, for the people who aren't familiar with the series, you're able to establish their relationship right. and how far he'll go for her. Well, yeah, and that's something you talked about uh, either on commentaries or in interviews. I don't know where I saw this, but where Firefly famously had two pilots as a result of Fox meddling, uh, also famously. So there was the pilot where everything was crafted to be, this is how we're going to present the beginning of the show to you and you're going to take what we give you and you're gonna, and then they made another pilot where they had to do the same thing again in a much tighter space of time in an hour story. versus two hours right right where he, he's talking about how the best way I figured out to and do this and the original pilot was also called Serenity yeah 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 so the, uh, and he, he says uh, the best way I found to do this uh, is actually cheating in the Firefly universe because people call each other funny names or they address them by their occupation all the time anyway and that's very helpful when you can just say hey preacher hey doctor yeah totally got it well, I, the the one piece I remember from the chain job commentary is like I, okay, so I had to introduce everybody all over again. I didn't have any time to do it. So how do I introduce a mechanic? I <laughs> yeah, have her underneath she, the console. She rolls out on a crawler. Yeah. Just let that because that's what that's, mechanics that's do. That's all you need to do. You know, she would tell. So it's it's that, and then you have the guy with the the, the scalpel, and, and he okay. winds up having to do that all over again in this yeah. movie yeah, yeah. during the steady catch. Now let's now let's take a moment to uh, talk about Chiwetel Ejiofor and and. For me to be proud that I think I probably said that correctly. You did say it correctly. Thank you. Um, who right around this time was when he suddenly was in everything. Where it was, and like, it was like what? What? Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He's in everything. And it's like, boy, it's a great double feature to watch this and Kinky Boots. There's a double <laughs> feature for you. Uh, I love Kinky Boots. It's really and it's a it's a fun. It's you know it's it's the full Monty with, with cross dressing. It, it's it's the full I'm Monty in. with cross dressing. It's that <laughs> kind of Kinky movie. Boots. Fuck but, it. but he's but he's amazing in it, and he's 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 never been less than great in anything I've ever seen him in. Uh, 2012. Um, Red Belt. He, oh, he was great in that. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was actually not bad. And he, he was Red great Belt, in Red Belt is uh, you know the movie should have been about him in 2012 yeah. Yeah. John Cusack. And uh, he's just a just an amazing character. It's a beautiful piece of work, uh, writing and performing. And I character. like the kind of the the weird slight affectation in the speech because I, I you 
at the time you're like maybe he just talks like that but you've yeah. seen him in other things so he doesn't like yeah. it's a thing he's doing as the opposite we've referred to him repeatedly because we always talk about how it's a, very a, a, carefully articulated yeah, yeah. everything he says well it's it's the british cadence with an american accent kind of thing mm. it's like a jedi kind of talk um you talked about <laughs> uh how using this as an example a villain should be smarter than the hero and the hero should outsmart him and that's a that's a better that plays out more dramatically than having a guy that it's a big bad and you fight him until you win and then the movie's over. Um, and, and or, the, or the qualities that, that seemingly make the hero less than heroic or something that's not ideal is what ultimately allows him to overcome. You know, it's really Mal, Mal's flaws that allow him to defeat the, the operative at the end. Quite literally, yeah. uh, to an extent. His physical flaws. Yeah, where his <laughs> nerve cluster was gone. Yeah, yeah which but, is a little bit of a... Deus Ex Machina. It's like, oh no, that doesn't work because <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. because he has level five Pokemon's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So why do um, I guess we we should address this here because we're not going to do it anywhere else, and we've been saying it as a given forever. Why do we respond so well to a a villain that is calculating, as opposed to evil, uh, and and someone who can be reasoned with eventually? Well, because you, it's a it's a more interesting question. I mean, it's a it's the it's the fundamental question of what. If you have the irresistible object and the uh, immovable object and the irresistible force, which one will win? And that's the that's the interesting dramatic question. So when you set up your characters as one of them, they're both as far in that direction as they can be. The one is the immovable object and one is the irresistible force. That's going to be the most compelling. Well, and I think Nathan Fillion comp. is the irresistible force. Mm, maybe uh, for you. Yeah. He's uh, but the the other thing about it also is that but he moves my I mean, immovable they... objects. Do you know what I mean? Hey. I don't know what you mean. Easy there. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I totally didn't no, get what that meant. Uh, uh, uh. Go on. What is that? Some kind of homosexual <laughs> remark? <laughs> Keep talking. Um, no. Uh, well, what I think actually um, there is about it, and it's what they talk about a little bit. Uh, Inara, I believe, is the one who says it. Is that um, it's one thing if you've got someone who's just kind of crazy and just doing whatever he feels like because he could change his mind at any time. It's another thing if you've got someone who really believes it and understands why he believes it you know right. he's he's calculus that that's actually more dangerous Who's actually thought through yeah, what they're doing because yeah, he's yeah. harder to talk out of it right that, that's why <laughs> yeah. i that's why i don't buy or am compelled by nero as a villain because he's just uh, yeah. it's like you're if you just took a second and stopped and thought about what you're doing you wouldn't do this right uh the operative on the other hand absolutely not he's already thought this out yeah. fully and there's no way you're going to dissuade him yeah and that makes him kind that of makes scarier. Him, yeah, right. much more scarier. Much scarier as a villain. Yeah. And Nara puts it that he's a believer. Right? He's a believer. Yeah, exactly. And and as we've said before, you know, you kind of if you look at things from his perspective, it's like, well, he, he's not wrong about anything. No, he he's either, basically you know. he's basically smart Vader. <laughs> he's in the same situation with the same kind of people that are that are rebelling up against the you know. Well, he's basically Osmandius from Watchmen. He's, you know, yeah. This is a yeah. horrible, yeah. horrible yes, thing exactly. that I'm doing. Yeah. In this, in this movie, Osmandius loses. That's the difference. Yeah. You know, he's, he actually is defeated. I want to so. throw out one for the score real quick because I love this track so hard I could kill it. Um, <laughs> it's good and it's pretty. It's I pretty could kill close. It with my love. It's pretty yeah. close to what you had in the series as well. I I really like the it music right. in the series, and it's unfortunate that they didn't let that guy score it. Basically, as yeah. I understand. The um for a long time, and by the way, this is the beginning of what will be like a two two minute and fifteen second shot or something like that. Uh, for no, it cuts. It cuts. It doesn't uh, go. It doesn't, it doesn't go through the. Once, once we're inside, then you're. Yeah, once the... we're inside, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. that, you know, it, it worked. The sequence is contiguous. But yeah. It's, uh, All right. Uh, and uh, I've I've worked at Zoic, the company that does the visual effects for this, along with Rhythm, Rhythm and Hughes did some effects too. But Zoic did a lot of this and did, as far as I know, all of the series. 
uh, I worked there a couple times, and what's cool about Zoic is that there's a there's Firefly and Serenity shit everywhere. They've got these. The, the, I brought this up because the logo, the thing in front of the little circle with the not quite papyrus font. Uh, there's a big, beautiful print of that at Zoic that I kept sitting next to. And also, I used to sit next to uh, one of the desks uh, that I was working at is adjacent to the only piece of Firefly set that still exists, which is the cockpit door. Yeah, the door. And yeah, it's uh, yeah. part of the wall. It's built into the wall there. And I used to sit next to the uh, cockpit door of Serenity. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, this was a big deal. Um, in, but a, a smart a smart way to do it, it's like, okay, got to introduce the ship and its and geography. The All these characters. And the characters. And I got to do it fast. So let's just do it at the same time. Yeah. There you go. Every character is going to step in and be the most themselves they could possibly <laughs> be. Talk to your husband. Yeah, got husband, it. Boom, yeah. done. Click. Moving on. Oh, right. yeah, perfect. And right. even with this, and, and uh, you know, even with this, he realized that uh, he only had a movie, so he didn't even have time to have all the characters from the show be here. So right. he basically cut out Inara and the preacher and made them yeah. uh, you know I gotta them put them somewhere time. else I gotta I kind of work them in but I can't uh, I, can, I can't fit them know. on the I'm not gonna put them in this freaking walk and talk yeah. shot that's for I sure I wanna be Joss Whedon for like five reasons but one of them is so I can write down things like what in the sphincter of hell are you playing at <laughs> and have that be a perfectly reasonable thing to say and it comes out beautifully mm-hmm. it seems so like floral and pretty but it's like the weirdest thing anyone's ever written on a page what in the sphincter of hell are you playing at well, if you conjure and Sarah it, Sarah Paulson, who uh, Sarah Paulson would end up go on to be on Studio sixty. Her, yeah, her name like, is Sarah Paulson. It Sarah is. Sarah I was going to do that too. Yeah, it is Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Okay, let's talk it's, about the like, characters. It's weird because <laughs> Simon looks even sure. like younger in the movie than he did in the show. I feel like he's aging backwards. As, yeah, exactly. Like you do. He has Benjamin Button. Him and Ed Harris getting younger every day. Yeah. Well, he did buff up. Yeah, and and Jewel yeah. State is much skinnier. Yeah, Jewel State uh, went from uh, you know. Well, because she, she was supposed to be heavy for the show. Yeah, they, they made her. They she made wasn't her even be, that uh, heavy though. Yeah, well, she was TV no. heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. wanted her to gain oh my weight God, for she's the a house for a television. And character. then when and then when they went back and to do this, everyone, she was like, "I'm not getting fat again." Yeah, no way. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna nifty nifty stuff. Yeah. Now I believe All they actually did have the they did well. I believe they actually did. Uh, you know, they had, must have had the budget. The set, that, well, yeah. They, yeah, they had the had the shakers, which is uh, not a not a small thing to put your set on. Well, yeah, because like the the um the little mess hall, that that whole thing was shit. That wasn't yeah. just him. You that, could see that's everything. That's actually, yeah, when you so. can see you know, everything is literally being now dragged. on the show they. The upper level and the lower level were separate sets, so we would yeah. never do what we just did. We yeah. down. Well, it's they are here too. There's, they are, there's okay. a hidden cut on the stairs. Yeah, okay. when, when, it, was... when it whip hands over to when he starts right. going around the corner, it whip hands to Simon, and we and follow that's him. The, that's the Simon is the, there's a hand the out there. Yeah. There's one stage to the other there, but otherwise, otherwise, it you know, to, to a set this huge, to build it twice is yeah. uh, you know, it's actually a pretty and it obviously you know obviously sticklers can can point out all the differences because it actually isn't the same. It's yeah. it's got a lot of changes, but. Uh, but the the fact that uh, you know Whedon was actually able to take a show that was dead and gone and get I, them to I, buy you know to pay to put it all I, back together again. I have again. to give respect to you know we we say shit about studios and stuff like that. I gotta give respect to Universal. Universal and they did, pulled it off, and they did the same with Scott Pilgrim. It's like if if a lot of times well. a lot of times you see well yeah exactly, but they take these risks. I'm like. I, if I were in their position, I would never have taken a risk like this on this project because we usually audience, mentions Mary, Mary Parent at uh, Universal and says that she was kind of the driving force. Yeah, they were they, doing this. They let him make it, and it's like, well, great. you have to kudos Universal for every show that has come since Star Trek. You have to, from the studio executive standpoint, you have to wonder. 
Because, I mean, Star Trek is famous for being the first show that got canceled and was brought back because of fan That's outrage. That's true. And, like, no studio executive wants to be the one that canceled the show and then could have been another 40 or 50 years worth yeah. of money. I'm still surprised that this this didn't get, you know, they didn't pull a family guy and bring this back yeah. after it did so well on DVD. Well, it didn't know? make its money back well, in the theater. Yeah, no, right? no, This movie no. tanked. Yeah, yeah the, movie, the, the movie killed that, uh, that potential, basically. Yeah. But... Um, uh, before the movie happened, the why way, they went here, to a movie instead here's the, of For those who don't know, this is the 40-year-old virgin scene. Um, uh, this, explain. This, is the, this, this was shot well after the movie was done. This is shot on the set of the 40-year-old virgin, which Jack Green was then shooting. They brought in some boxes and because they, they wanted a scene where, as Whedon describes it, um, to make sure that you understand that Mal's the star of the movie. <laughs> so this is a scene where it's all about River up to this point, where River basically gives the movie to Mal at this point. So this scene was shot long after post, and a bunch of other little clips they stuck in. Um, you know, the set was long gone. They they took some boxes, they piled it up, they literally shot it. They went to somewhere where they were shooting Forty Year Old Virgin, which is what Jack Green was shooting then by that point. And they uh, oh, shooting at your house there. Yeah, they yeah. didn't shoot it at my house yeah. for a change. Yeah, the uh, I, I like that actually. I think if if you had to construct an artificial moment for a movie after the fact. That one plays really naturally. Yeah. That's a really – it's helpful. It does what he set it out to do, and it feels snug in the sequence. It, uh, it's I – took, I took away about three things. You know, I, everything I, I learned in four years of film school, I can, I can relate in about you know, three little aphorisms. And, and one of the ones that was uh, really, really useful, and I, boy, do I use it every time I do a project, is you can fix anything with an insert. Um, you know, it's like, oh my god, we have to get the whole cast back together and rebuild the set. It's like, no, I think you can do it with a close-up of a phone ringing. And here, let me tell you how. Um, always, always, always look for the insert opportunity. And uh, did you have any of those on 2010 Moby Dick? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots oh, yeah. of them on 2010 Moby Dick. Was that movie made of inserts? Lots of practically, yeah, half of it, <laughs> and lots of arc. Lots and lots of arc. You know. Oh, is... we were just watching it again the other night, and it was like. Every what, time, 2010 Moby Dick. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, On purpose. Before the uh, before we had an internet party. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, before the release of Ryan and Brandon too. Uh, and you know, every shot where it cut to some readout on some console. Like, yeah. So, somebody made the remark like, "Wow, you guys cut to that a lot." And like, yeah, well, that was that's that how was, we that, that was the editing what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we explain what was going on in that movie. What is attractive about Firefly? Someone in the chat points out that it's basically the further adventures of Han Solo. It is. Know. It is absolutely is. It's it's for me. It's it's, Star, it's Star Wars with the it's the good parts of Star Wars that I the prequels you know for some reason thought I wanted to hear about Jedi which I do not care about. I wanted to know more about Han Solo. So you know, it's <laughs> Firefly yeah, is Han Solo without the boring Jedi stuff going on. I, I liked also a lot of people I guess had a problem with it. I liked the the old west you know uh, fusion aspect of it. Um, and the and the and the you know the Chinese American sure. fusion is was crazy radical and awesome. Which there's very little of either in the yeah, movie the, yeah. as well. This is pretty much just a straightforward, uh, you know, sci-fi, sci-fi western. Yeah. Well, the, the Chinese, not, there's the barely any western. That universe though. was always yeah. There's not a lot of western yeah. aspect to this. It's, it's much more straight space adventure. But even even in the show, the the actual Chinese aspect for it was always like. It was just the cursing, basically. <laughs> it was really just a way to get around the censors. Yeah, yeah. it was. But what's funny is that when you watch Firefly, me, I mean, you're, this is a very biased group of people to talk to about Firefly, but when you watch Firefly, I feel like it fit, it's, the identity of that show is, is perfect. It, 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 it's so many weird ideas in an amalgam that shouldn't have worked and absolutely does. Everything from the sci-fi stuff to the Western stuff to throwing in Chinese things. It feels and breathes like a show that was very confident. I feel. I've heard people yeah. say the opposite of that, but I, I always I, thought I, I, I agree thought with you. 
I always thought he pulled it together out of a bunch of different ideas and and put together this thing that feels perfect. It's just a it's a fully realized world that that makes sense. You know, it, yeah, it does make sense. It's almost end, one of those. It's 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 not how we think the future yeah. will be. Even right? though it, even but though it's, it's it's fiction, it's almost a truth is stranger than fiction thing because it's like who would who would expect the future to be like that? No one. It's ridiculous, yeah. but that's why it works because everyone in that world just kind of accepts. It's, that it's that's a very romantic they're... view of the future. Yeah. It's nostalgic. It's warm. It's a it's a good vibe. Romantic is a good word. It's it's definitely romanticized, especially especially through Mal's eyes. Mal yeah, actively yeah. romanticizes his world, right? In and the, he, and in he the actively series. romanticizes the frontier of the world. Yeah, and while doing that, in reality, a, in the ob- cynic, yeah, in the, in the objective <laughs> reality, of, well, he tries to be a cynic. For this, yeah, for this he thinks character. he is, but he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Uh, in the, in the reality of the world, they're living on the really shitty part of the universe. Yeah. And the really nice part of the universe is where most of the people yeah, are. Yeah, the Logan's right. Run part of it yeah. is the part that he hates and wants to avoid. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If you if you were born into this world, you'd probably live on an alliance planet and be happy you did, and you didn't yeah. live out in that awful frontier where the Reavers eat you, and, and you know you have to raise cattle and stuff. You're coming from a group of people who live in Los Angeles versus <laughs> yeah. Bumfuck versus uh, Harrison, Arkansas. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, we, no, I know Harrison is. Which is why, you know, here, well. here we are sitting here going, yeah, the operative. It's like, we, you know, we, we live in a society. We have operatives. Yes. They're out there. Yeah. They're doing things to, you know, that they think that our society needs to be done. And we don't want to know what they're doing. Oh, well, <laughs> but it, they're doing it. The operative and Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men are essentially the same. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's the same monologue at the you end. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to know what and I do. You just want me to do it and sleep well at night. And Mr. Universe's WikiLeaks. Yes. <laughs> well, I saw, yeah, yeah, what's going on? There you go. I saw nice. Nice. Well played. Where, uh, I saw a thing. It was an interview session. It was like a six-part. It's a wonderful interview series if you can watch it. Although it's the opposite of anamorphic. It's squeezed vertically on YouTube, which is retarded. No. But it's a Q&A with Joss Whedon. He's wearing a red shirt, black frames. Find that interview. But there's one person who says, so did you name Mr. Universe after Universal? Because he came and saved the day and everything? Like, huh? huh? And, and, and Joss Whedon was like, I've heard every conspiracy theory <laughs> about the show there could be, and I've never heard. That's a good one. Yes. Well done. I, that is what I did. Now, I the other thing, though, it, it, the, the, but we'll point out real quick here, you talk about Mal being dark, as, as has been pointed out. This is the first of three unarmed men that Mal will shoot in the course yeah. of this movie. <laughs> Although <laughs> this is fair. This, is, yeah, this, with, one's, yeah. this one's valid. Yeah. This one was but a piece still. of mercy. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. Although the, uh, the, the trivia is later on, he says that, oh, coming up on one of my least favorite shots, probably my least favorite effect shot. There's a couple of... Movie. This one. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a couple Not of so shots good. of the cruiser here that don't quite work. But, but uh, uh, trivia is, you know, later he says that the, uh, the mule won't run with five people, but the, uh, uh, apparently the art department, the art department that built there five, five seats, seats into it. There, no, there were five <laughs> seats. They took oh, it out. Okay. You, well, see okay. the, you can see there should be a, there can be a fifth seat yeah. there. And, uh, but but the point is the fact it won't run with five plus the loot, so they could have done ah, the loot and okay, then run the guy. Anyway, exactly, and that's so, how yeah. dark things are for Mal. It's a uh, hmm, tough call. You know, something that we take for granted with this, and it's troubling to try to figure out an alternative. The title Serenity. Coming up with this whole, I mean, everyone was just calling it the big damn movie for a while, the Firefly movie. Serenity. I guess it works. It encompasses the people sort of because they're all on serenity uh-huh. but it doesn't work thematically that well this isn't a movie that is about serenity the abstract it's well it is that's what they're they're seeking and eventually yeah. find in the end i guess if but you want to make time, that argument at the same time it's what they're running away from because the the inner plan the logan's run section of this universe is all about serenity and Utopia and oh, the Logan's and, Run and actually, universe. they and talk about well, they, well, they talk about in that, a cut scene they, they they do the whole backstory about 
where the name Serenity came from, Serenity Valley, Serenity, and blah, right. blah, blah. But they, they opted, you know, like many things, they said, well, we don't really need to tell uh, people that. Jane references it. No, there's a whole the yeah, cuts. The, the cuts. Yeah, but, he talks about Battle of Serenity. That he yeah. does. But there was a whole scene with the operative, and they the whole backstory that we got right. from the first. Uh, but there's, episode. I mean, there's also the the fact. I, I I guess you can't. Okay, maybe we're, maybe we're retconning, but but I mean, you can tie it in because this movie largely is about the origin of the Reavers, and it was about trying to force Serenity on people. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. trying to control them. And it didn't work. Half of them yeah. killed themselves, and half of them killed. Michael, I think else. you are retconning, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think in the end it does. It it had to be called something, you yeah. know. And and what does you know what does Poseidon mean? What does Titanic mean? Well, that's the ship those people were on in that movie. So uh, you well know, played. in this it's just called Serenity. Why not? You but know? but uh, uh, Apollo thirteen, on the other hand, yeah, where'd they get that title? Oh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Reavers, how do you feel about? how they're handled in the film and the continuity from the show. Because <laughs> well, we my, were talking about this yeah, on the yeah, way yeah. over. Well, here's my thing about Reavers in this movie anyway. I um, I think we see too much of them. I think it'd be cooler if we never saw their faces. And we, I, the we've one seen thing them in this too movie, early at the very least. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the one thing in this movie that just annoys me. It doesn't piss me off, but it just, it, it glares. In my, another thing is the blackness of the, Fog coming out of the, the gasoline smoke stuff that's coming out of the yeah, ship, like I said, the, uh, this the skiff is the least successful I, effect I got, in the whole movie. Yeah, I, think. I got mad love for Zoic, but it's not my. I don't like that. I'm sure it was someone's. Well, as compared to you know what they did correctly was uh, the mule, except for these few shots where they've you know they you see the whole thing. The mule is practical. The mule is on a on a swing arm, and they're actually driving around the desert. Yeah, with that thing. I think it works and sometimes, and that's why it works because it's real. It's not an effect shot. Yeah, I know. feel that way about the the way Serenity crashes later. When when Wash is well, being yeah. a leaf on the we'll wind. talk about the Serenity that's, that's, crash. That's, that's, that's <laughs> we'll cool. talk about the Serenity crash when we get there. Anyway, uh, but uh, the thing I, that annoys me about this movie is that one shot, like the shock value horror shot of the Reaver going, Gah! like at the end of that sequence when it's trying to feel all manic and everything. There's just one shot of a Reaver's face going Gah! right into the camera for like 20 like, frames. Oh, before before yeah, Reaver punches it, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gah! No, I think it's the out of the sequence. I think it's the button on the sequence. I don't okay. know what it is, but it's Go just an, a full frame shot of the Reaver going in your face. See, that's how you should see a Reaver there. I mean, we didn't really get to see that guy. Right. That's 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 good. That's, right, right, right. That works better. Yeah, and I feel like we see the shot where he screams right into the. Yeah, they they should be more mysterious. I I definitely agree. Well, but at the same time, it's like we're not we're not really wondering what are these things. It's like we know what these things are. It's yeah. just really messed up and, and it, I think it would have hurt the payoff at the end where you go oh we've discovered the origin of these things right. but you hadn't seen those things for the whole movie and That's it's like how, yeah. can you, how can you hook into that it's a guy with piercings I mean I've seen people yeah. like that at the clubs you know it's not that severe I, I could <laughs> go with the way the movie handles them in terms of showing them around and all that stuff if it hadn't if it, they didn't have that one damn shot of him just coming up in your face and going yeah, I, I, I didn't yeah. like that scene now as Trey alluded to there's also a thing we were, we were talking about Bushwhacked on the way over, which, yeah. of course, Bushwhacked is, is my I, re, I refer to the episode uh, from from the series uh, Bushwhacked as the uh, the splinter of the mind's eye of Firefly, because it's the thing that you have to kind of overlook because they hadn't really kind of figured out everything. And therefore, it doesn't quite match where they eventually went, um, because the, the sort of the mythology of Reavers that that Bushwhacked is starting to to just barely touch on doesn't really quite fit with what you see in this movie. No, because Bush uh Bushwhacked implies that the the general uh you know the the old wives tales about you know they saw something insane and they just lost their minds over it. That's what Bushwhacks agrees that that's where Reavers come from because yeah, the, Reavers the guys, are just, Reavers is just people who went crazy. Yeah, the guy yeah. sees the Reavers and he or becomes if, one yeah, of them. If, in the series, the Reavers are much more of just this straight existential statements. Right. And they yeah. ki- they kind of allude to it here when Jane has this line of, you know, they say they went crazy yeah. when they looked out in space and they saw nothing. Right. But 
then ultimately when you have the real explanation that this movie provides with you at yeah, the end, it, it undercuts that yeah. philosophical idea. Yeah. Humans but as, that were given a but drug as this, and they're crazy. Now. As yeah. this movie takes yeah. pains to, you know, the, the, the phrase is, uh, it's, it's something beyond madness. They're not just crazy. They are actually not human anymore. They, they've, you know, they've begun because they were altered. They, you know, this, that's the whole MacGuffin of the thing is that this, uh, you know, the, the, the Alliance screwed them up and they made these, you know, maniacal killers that are not, not even considered human anymore. One of Which, my, again, you know, as, as, uh, as uh, Whedon said, you know, about the show, he says in the series that the, the Reavers were the greatest villains I never wrote because they were just this, oh, Reavers, you yeah. know, but they never, they never, you never saw one in the series and it was left like, you know, this, oh, when we show the Reavers, boy, that's going to be, that's going to be a hell of a day. Um, that's going to be a real interesting day to use the right quote. Um, but, uh, you know, in this one, it's like, well, we got to, get to it and do it. And it feels a little hokey to me. Like I, I earlier I talked about the identity of the Which, show and the, how much uh, it feels in, in this or in Bushwhacked or all of the above. I never bought, I never uh, bought the, you know, the guy became a reaver just by seeing reavers do yeah, bad things. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I have, uh, I like, never, I never, that, it's one of the weaker episodes. I, Although the I, set, it's sort of like a set is awesome. You should use the set in zombification. Yeah. I'd love to shoot something on that set someday. <laughs> like a yeah. show called Ark, which is on Hulu. Uh, the uh, or 2010 Moby Dick, or 2010 Moby Dick, which is not something you should watch. The uh, uh, there was uh, I was talking about how the identity of the show feels so perfect and it's just done, like it was delivered to Joss from God and it's ready to go. The Reavers actually don't lie into that very well. I I never really liked that there were Reavers in this universe because it's a little too fantasy, it's a little too zombie. Really, for the me, psychic I don't think thing so. It's fine from the series. The Reavers, you don't even not so much. from the series. You don't even well, know if Reavers should, are they aliens? They could be anything, right? right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, series, yeah. yeah I guess that's fair. They left that the, totally uh, wide open. No, they could have gone it's anywhere. It's more this movie than, than that. Um, the psychic thing. Well, in this movie, he says she's a reader, but in the in the show, she's just deeply intuitive. Is the they, idea they sort out? I think it's no, as of objects show, in space that yeah, they sorted out. They, she's yeah. actually psychic. They first she mentioned the word psychic. Yeah. In objects in space. Also, she can kill you with her brain. What? What, <laughs> what does she do in, in objects in space that is psychic? It's not in objects in space. It's in. I mean, um, is she, does she demonstrate psychic ability in the show? She yeah. She demonstrates intuitiveness. She goes fire right before the fire gets there, and that kind of thing. Well, she also. Uh, I mean, she reads that girl's mind on the the witch when they try to murder oh, yeah, a black witch. Girl. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she shoots a bunch of people when they're trying to save Mal from um, Nishka. But he is not psychic. Well, that's not psychic. That's not that's psychic, but yeah. That's, she, cal- she, cal- she calculated the scene and just she's been weaponized. Thing. That's true. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, like, that, no, that never bothered me. You know, I, I'll, I'll allow that. I just, you know, zombies are a fourth magic bean. <laughs> well, the, the Reavers aren't. I, I wouldn't consider the Reavers being zombies because they're, they're clearly... You know, they're I, like I'm, a actually, game. I'm actually they're really, like a, I'm really curious game. about Reavers because clearly they can handle technology. They can still pilot spaceships around. So they're, yeah, that's the they're insane but technological, which is, uh, you know, I wonder what, you know, what's a day in the life of a Reaver like? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to torture that human, probably eat their arm, then I got to make that mid-course correction and I got to fix the engine. And Coulter has a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Look at yeah, that. I guess it would this be a lot like being right here back. Yeah. And then an iguana for budget. Yeah. So here, here's the, you know, just here's, look at the here's, colors. Like I don't. There's the hat, cameo yeah, for the hat. Yeah, it, it, but it, the, it very the, much uh, is like on a, on a TV show, you got to shoot however many pages a day, you know, three, four pages a day, and it's a much, it's a much more hectic schedule than on a feature film. And you simply on TV, you just light for the week, and then you shoot. Well, no, but Firefly but, had that look anyway. Firefly was almost documentarian in its way because it was just lit. It was just they're in the space. The space is not that lit looking, and this is. Look, this is Simon's where lighting yellow, for the shot. Purple, the background's cyan. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's a very they're deliberate staring choice. At, they're staring at Las Vegas. No, no, no but, but they just stared at, they just, yeah. we just panned across Las Vegas, and every booth was lit with a different bright right, colored right. bulb. It's like... That's because you're only doing one scene a day instead of on television. I know that, doing. but there's also movies that do this better. There are movies that don't add three colors to one frame. Well, I think... I think part of it may be, you know, when a TV show does make the jump to um, to feature film, because the Star Trek Generations, the first Next Generation film, is the same way. You're looking at this ship that you've watched being lit the same way for seven years, and then all of a sudden it's this moody and dramatic and dark thing. You're like, this. I've I've been watching this exact same space every week, and now it looks completely different. And it's just one of those things what you happens? have to take. Someone to turn the lights <laughs> yeah, off. Turn the lights off. Get a clapper. What it happened? Once again, it's, you know, television shows aren't movies and vice versa. Yeah. There's different things. Now, this is a beautifully, I think it's a beautifully lit set. You know, it's a a different look. But this is, they are going to Vegas, basically. They are going to. People in the chat room are saying that, too. And I watch The Hangover. They're lit the right color and the background. The Hangover is a comedy. The Hangover takes me as a real world story. Yeah, but that's what I just said. Firefly, the, the, the cinematography of the show Firefly is very. We're in this place. This is the lighting, and we're done. And I know yeah, that I think they the did try to I'm... kick this up a notch. Into it is a movie, like yeah. like a movie now. Yeah, no, and I don't. The mind... twelve dollars you spent were well spent. Yeah, <laughs> I, you are I not don't... being cheated. I don't mind the shadows. In fact, I really like the darkness of this movie. Generally speaking, it's just there's a lot of color stuff going on that I don't like. There's, and there's just colored not lights. a color palette going on. Like there is a fairly identifiable. The color one, palette of the of... movie is saturated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, there's different looks for. I mean, they 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 go to like five different planets in this thing. I mean, you know, uh, Miranda looks one way, and uh, the preachers, you know, Haven looks a different way, and and uh, yeah, the I bar looks like different way. This it's planet a low, looks a different It's a low way. hanging fruit of of photography to change the colors of things with a light bulb. I think it is a overcompensation on the part of people who are a part of a television that were making a television show and now bring trying to bring that same universe to to the big screen and trying to prove to people that. That subject mater- that subject matter deserves to be on the big screen. I don't know. I mean, it's you know shot by this is shot by Jack Green who didn't shoot the TV series, and Jack Green is you know a, a, an Academy Award winning cinematographer of uh, of westerns. Probably shot Unforgiven, which it's, is it's, uh, you know which is basically he's doing Unforgiven here, except in this movie they go to town, uh, which they never you know they didn't go to a fancy town in Unforgiven. It's this is also um, you know Fanti and Mingo and all that other stuff. It, it feels again, it feels a bit like. I guess stuffing a, a you know a season's worth of stuff into into one movie, but it almost feels like a different world because they've got you know they've got Fanti and Mingo, they got Mr. Universe, they got all this stuff where I'm like, you never talked about any of this before, and yeah. apparently it's, it's, they're it's, like, that, they well, I'm okay. that never bothered me I'm at okay all because that. I mean you know it, it is established in the series that these guys are you know they're outlaws, they have their connections, they have their you know we're we're meeting characters that we might or might not have met. I guess that's true. Similar, Mr. Universe, know. it seems like would have come up before. What I like so, about well, there's a, there's a whole issue me. with Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe is uh, I have a couple of issues with him just from a, a logic story logic standpoint but uh, the 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 thing that i like about it and this scene has a lot of it in it is is the fact that this movie doesn't stop and go yo you're probably kind of stupid and dense so we're going to make sure you understand everything that's going on which you know not everyone likes that but i like it a lot you know there's some things that are just explained in one little shot you know the idea of you know flipping the the geisha girl the tip and so she'll hide their conversation with the fan because they know the alliance watches you on these screens i mean you know that doesn't get explained 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 but it's there i mean you get it in context if you're paying attention that's the kind of detail that makes a movie worth watching 
more than once. Yeah, and the fact that you're not going to pick that up on the first time. It's like, Fanti and Mingo, yes, of course, we remember when we met back in the escapade of the the Schlabenhahn. You know, it's like, we don't need to know that shit. You know, get on with it. Now we should just go ahead and say, uh, uh, you go, Summerglow. Uh, you yeah, you awesome kick you girl. kick that mad ass. Uh, you go you kick and move. I also and uh, you uh, hurt people real good. I didn't like the Final Cut Pro lifetime movie effect that they did when she was in her little world there. Uh, there's just a lot of choices made in the photography and color correction that I'm not a fan of. And I don't know if that's Joss going, I want it to look like this, and someone saying, okay, I'll do literally that and not do the artistic version of that that I'm qualified to make, and and change it up so that I get what you're I get what you're seeing and what you want to see out of it, but I know that that will look a little cheap. I'll do this instead, and it will do what you want, but be better at the same time. There's a lot of that kind of thing going on, where it's like, Josh says, I want this world to be colorful. And he's like, got it, colorful. Red, yellow, green, blue. Like, I feel like there could have been some maturity in the artistry of some folks that were working on the show that... Or in you. Or in you. One of the two. It's one of the... Well, you know, but it's... <laughs> I mean, it's he's like, so, what do you think, so... that Josh Whedon shut up and Jack Green said, here's your lighting, suck it. No, you no, know? no, that's the opposite of what I just said. I said I think Joss Whedon might have said I want this to be colorful and Jack Green said got it and made it colorful as opposed to I see what you're saying and I'll do this and it will look cool as opposed to I'll I see what you're saying and I will therefore make it as colorful as I possibly can. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I think this is a beautiful looking movie and I don't know what it is that you're seeing other than colors which you don't seem to like for some reason. But uh, you know, watch watch like, watch the Matrix where everyone should be pasty green. Is that the movie you want to see? It's I a mean, movie that's consistent at least. I think it's well, just a, and this, I think it's just a matter of they had a bigger grip consistent truck. isn't an issue with this movie because we go to five different planets and ten different environments in this world. I mean, that's one of the ways they delineate it. I'm uh, just saying if, you were talking about you were talking if you if you desaturated this 50 percent. I wouldn't have a problem with there being different colors in different places. It's that there's different colors in different places. Hardcore. It just, okay. It's, it, I know some people it. in this room think that's awesome. Some okay. I, I'm I'm willing to have that be the case. It's just something that <laughs> so I notice when I watch this movie that doesn't bother me with other movies. I'm telling you, they just had a bigger truck with more stuff on it, so they <laughs> used right. it. Ooh, put more blue things in there. Yeah. Get that. We're paying for it either way. Get yeah, it out exactly. here. We rented it. We're gonna use it. Yeah. I mean, did, did you have that problem with the nightclub scene in in? Social network? That was a nightclub. This yeah. was a nightclub. That's what nightclubs look like. They're colorful and garish. If if I had two screen grabs next to each other, I would start explaining my, my, my feelings in detail with examples. But generally speaking, I feel a problem here that I don't feel in other films. All right. So here's as much of a backstory as they're going to give us, uh, you know, which is this is much longer, the whole idea. I mean, you basically got one title card that said Battle of Serenity Valley. That was it. Well, we that also, was a longer scene that was cut down, and rightly so. We also had the guy uh, doing the heist saying, oh, brown coats, huh? You fought in the war. So Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, again, get, there's, there's little there's, pieces. There's little, little pieces, clues, but there's yeah. not the scene. You know, right, the right. scene that was cut was the scene where they explained. Right, right. Where it's like, oh, he was the Battle of Serenity Valley, and that means he did this, and right, this right. is his crew, and they loyal, and he's never blah, blah. You know, and, and rightly, they cut that out, because, again, it's like, ah, move on. We don't care. We totally don't care. Move on. You know, it's like it's like either either the people who saw the show know that shit, and the people who didn't see the show don't care about that shit. So move on, make the movie. I like this bit. This, this, feels, this, this is probably like, the most Fireflyish moment. Yeah, yeah. Is well, when it's, Jane it's, freaks out. It's about the kitchen. The it's work. the kitchen table. Whatever, when everyone's sitting around the kitchen table, that's when you know you're you're seeing you know the Firefly gang because yeah. you know it's like that kitchen table is is where is home base. I like her performance too, where she's like, "I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not gonna laugh." <laughs> yeah, this is not the right moment to laugh. <laughs> it's good to know that Jane's still an idiot. That's great. The, we we sh- we should point out, and and God knows it's been said plenty of times, but it's so very true. My God, movie dolly shot. Yeah. Go go. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Firefly had plenty of uh, that was totally action camera. Well, that was handheld. But, uh, but uh, Steady cam, I think, lightning though. and lightning in a bottle with this cast. I mean, yeah. this television show just they they got a cast that was you know that holds up in movies. You know, like not not one of these people is a movie star, and yet they're holding their own in a in a movie just fine. Um, because it's just an amazing cast. You know, cast, casting is a whole complete art unto itself. And as we famously know, you know, is, is you know. Day one of shooting, Inara was someone else, yeah. uh, and it became kind of obvious that she didn't fit in and it wasn't right for the vibe. And you know, they they got someone else the next day, and and now we have the Inara we have. So, and and it's almost hard to imagine, you know, my God, what would this be like if if there was like a bad apple, you know? And it's and not, there's it's, an it's, obvious weak link. It's yeah. not that someone's a bad actor. I mean, you know, the you know Lisa Kudrow was the original Roz on Frasier, and it's not that Lisa Kudrow is untalented. It's that it just didn't oh, work. I didn't you know. know I didn't. I have such a ridiculous crush on Lisa Kudrow. She's awesome. And, I think uh, she's gorgeous, and she's very smart too. That too. She's a Mensa member, dude. Yeah. Major crush on Lisa Kudrow. So uh, she's uh, you know when I worked with her at the Groundlings before she got all famous. I mean, she's one of the smartest people I ever met, and then she got famous playing idiot. So uh, you know, just just an amazing cast, you know? and not a not a movie star in the bunch, but uh, they 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 do just fine on the big screen, I think. How do you guys feel about Castle? Oh wait, oh hold on, hold on. Never seen uh, it. Yeah, okay, right here. Don't like this. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I but, think this uh, was Rhythm and Hughes, and um, I'm not talking about the execution. I'm talking about the concept. Uh, but the uh, concept of a planet that has this atmosphere. it has its own little thing. But also yeah. the fl- the whole fly in. Thing. Just uh, yeah, just to underscore everything that's not that good about it. It's yeah. just funny because there's this whole. Joss is very big on I'm not going to use a visual effect to just to see something cool, and that's exactly what that was. No, that wasn't a visual effect to try and make you explain the bogus thing that's going on with Mr. Universe. And as uh, as, as uh, Whedon will say in the in the thing, he goes, I don't even know what an ion cloud is. He just needed a thing for Reavers to come out of to make his third act work. Right. Um, which, you know, okay, it's your movie, go ahead, but I'd, I'd rather you knew what an ion cloud was and you found some other well, way to make that ma- moment work because it's kind of dumb that this uh, planet is surrounded by its own cloud layer for some strange reason. In well, what space. I, I read like was that, that the, the reason it exists is so they could have the final space battle so they could have sound. No, no, that's no, 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 no. That's no, the excuse that's, that I read. No, it's not, no. It's no. so that they could have, you know, you, you'd see the Reavers coming from a million miles out Except there's some kind of weird space cloud that right. they come out of instead. Uh, the the sound is, uh, you know, they're in the atmosphere by then. That's the justification for why there's sound. No, uh, no, they're they're very clearly fighting inside that ion cloud. But no, they very clearly cloud. say that they're in the atmosphere <laughs> in in the in the commentary track. I didn't make that up. All right. Um, but no, the ion cloud is so that you can surprise someone in space. It's exactly the same dodges from Star Trek, whatever, when they come out of the nebula, where they, you know you can be six feet apart from the other ship and somehow not see them. You know, the whole point of the ion cloud is just to have that. Oh my fucking god! Look at all the reavers coming at us that we didn't know were there. Uh, that's exactly what it's for, and Whedon has admitted that's all it's for, and he totally made up the science to just sort of there's a cloud in space, and it's an ion cloud because that's what you have in space, and you know, and the moment totally works, and the science is totally bogus, but uh, you know, it's 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 one of the, don't care because it's one of the, the few cases works. where I will say. Well, that moment is so good. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna yeah. squint my eyes and let you have it because it works. It totally works. I like the I like what they do with the ion count later. That one shot just bugs the shit out of me though. The camera, the CG camera, has like a 12 millimeter lens. So even though it's a planet, it looks like they're going into a little ball bearing, which is a little bitty <laughs> yeah. thing. And then I don't like the the electricity effect through the clouds. The after effects standard lightning plug-in that they just fly past about yeah. 15 times. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, not, it's not one of the better shots in the movie from a visual effects yeah. standpoint for me. 
my my th- my problem with it is a double one where they talk about okay well you can have your planet with an ion cloud whatever that is whatever that means you know that's fine okay yeah so yeah they've got an ion cloud planet okay um but then they, they, there's a whole little exchange about you know it's like it's like if you if you're making up science don't try and pile more made up science on top of it because that's when you start to get into more you're just digging a deeper hole so he talks about how when you pass through it it's going to be weird with your communications because you can't read through the ion cloud which again is justification for why the alliance doesn't see, don't see the reavers coming that's all that's for but it's like but wait aren't you the guy who broadcast to the entire system and you're the guy surrounded by the thing that can't be penetrated by <laughs> sensors what I'm okay. Wait, I'm not sure what's happening. I, well, I thought I thought the point was that that's what he used to broadcast. That's his, that's his satellite it's dish. Some sort of magnification. Yeah, it's, it's magnifier. Yeah, yeah, because he's get, yeah. So yeah, not, so, not so that the makes re- any sense. The yeah. reason that I live on the planet that has the interference field around it is so I can broadcast to the universe. So I built a super strong antenna. You know, again, it's like don't we don't dwell on it that much. And then we we admits that you know yeah I, that was some bullshit I pulled out of my ass because it's just you know. That's how it is. So, okay, fine. You know, considering they don't do it that much, it's it's not that big a deal. But it always struck me as kind of like wacky. Um, not to mention the you know the Death Star plans issue, which is like, wait, so you're talking to Mister Universe on a radio thingamabob, but you have to go there in person to give him a video so that he can transport it to the rest of the. Can't you? Just like yeah. why didn't, why, didn't you just play what? it on a screen yeah, on your like, iPad and hold good. it up to the camera? Can you attach it to me in an email yeah. of some kind? Um, I don't no, need no, the files are too big, Trey. Yeah, on. exactly. Yeah, because if that kind of thing could happen, then Princess Leia could have just mailed the Death Star plans to somebody. Yeah. What do you and, think uh, they have? You send it in this universe? Yeah, it's Come ridiculous. On. Seriously, like, it's uh, like. Uh, Sixty bucks a year, man. <laughs> yeah, to upgrade past no, two yeah. gigs. There's, oh, yeah. They my, don't have money use, for food. You expect yeah. them to have an FTP server? My you send it folder through? won't handle a, a file <laughs> of that size. I don't. Well, it's the fate of the universe. Who might want to upgrade? <laughs> um, and finally, here's Anara. You know, and for people who who never saw the movie, the series are like, who's that chick? Yeah, they're like, what's happening what's now? Yeah. Can she be in more of this? Yes, <laughs> she's awfully attractive. Uh, the uh, you know, here, here's like two characters where you're like, oh, wait, there's more characters? Who's that guy now with the cornrows in his hair who looks all in? I'm sorry, out. but that's a really stupid looking face that he's making. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he's, making he, he's making the iguana face. You think he <laughs> hates to be an iguana? He's like, oh, here's that damn Serenity crew. I hate those people. Hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. In the chat room, Eddie says, once the Earth got used up, they stopped updating Compressor. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, well, there you go. That's fine. They, uh, I like that. They left all the Apple yeah. programmers back on Earth that yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> Serenity. It just doesn't work. Uh, now here, now here, you know, if if uh, if you want to know that if this is the guy that shot Unforgiven, here's where you can tell it's the guy who shot Unforgiven because this, I love the lighting of the scene. This is the bit that lo- that feels the most like Firefly when they're in the Haven. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it's the most like you know, it's a naturalistic fire- light source. It's the most where yeah. Firefly was. You know, Firefly right. was pretty much on the frontier with Firelight. That's you know, that's somewhere out there. Uh, Christina Hendricks is getting ready to 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 dance and. I love Mary the music Mal. in that in in the scene where she's dancing and Mal. You don't even hear him say "like my hat," but he points at the crown of thorns. He's like "like my hat," you know that kind of thing. Anyway, let's talk about uh, spoilers. Uh, what with the what with <laughs> whoa, 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 spoilers, man? What spoilers. with the uh, what with the killing of uh, of Wash and of Book? They're my yeah. they're my two least favorite characters in the <gasps> series. So I was totally oh, fine with that. Oh. I, I was fine with uh, Book, but I will never forgive Joss for killing 
for killing Wash. Yeah, yeah. and that, that, that I would have killed off Inara. I never liked Inara that much. That too is 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 the that's how you know this ain't the series anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's like that's, oh no, that's, that's what we call stakes. We're playing keepsies on this one. Um, yeah. uh, you that's know, just like in that in that uh, that Star Wars book when they did the new series and the first thing they did was kill Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoa! But they didn't just kill him; they dropped a moon on him. <laughs> yeah, really. They, they wanted to make sure you knew he was fucking dead. <laughs> 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 There's he ain't, no no coming back from that yeah. one. You know, I. I, I, as I mentioned, I think I, I went to one of the advanced screenings of this movie, um, and I went to the one here locally in L.A., which was in Riverside or wherever they had it. And of course, uh, the uh, the surprise was, and they had them all the same night, you know, at various locations around the country. And the surprise was, and they didn't tell anyone in advance, is that at every screening, somebody from the show was there. Um, so you know, Summer Glau was at the one in Miami or however it broke down. Um, so. I, I have to assume, I'm sure this is, you know, among, among Firefly, you know, people on forums and stuff, but, uh, my assumption is that he's basically saying he used to be an operative. Yeah. That's what I, I think mean, that's the, the which was always, yeah. there was a comic book implied that even in the series. Explained books yeah. thing. And I'm sure some of the Whedon-esque people can explain that to us. Cause I still want to know. I haven't read it. He certainly, yeah, I need to read the hand, what, what went on with the hands of blue guys and all he was too. something he was either an operative or he was very something in that neighborhood but anyway, anyway at the riverside screening the surprise was as we're finally walking in there's freaking joss whedon standing there shaking hmm. our hands and thanking us each personally for coming to the screening before we walk in and then he took wow. questions afterward um and so we watched this whole movie and then joss whedon steps in front of the audience and goes okay any questions and someone screams why wash oh. <laughs> that was the very first question which i didn't which i didn't quite understand it was like why wash because otherwise you'll be dirty oh Oh why, oh, why did you kill Wash? That's what the guy's asking. I didn't. Why Wash? Because it's important as a member of a civilized society. I honestly <laughs> didn't get the question at first. But why? Oh, why Wash? Why did you kill Wash? And that was his answer. That was what he said. Because it's I wanted people. I wanted people to know that I was. You know, it's like as and he says it in the commentary as well. He goes. So Josh Whedon is like a, a mad ransom hostage taker. Kind of. Like, I wanted you to know I was serious, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, on an emotional what, level, that's yeah. exactly what it is. He killed. I want to. I. He I will kill what? one character every hour <laughs> that's until right. you give me my I, series back. Until this movie is over, and uh, you know, he he did that. He literally that's did when that. Fox goes. Wait, I have a plan. Just let him go. That was exactly. That was exactly the point. Was, <laughs> I didn't think this through. <laughs> was you know when you watch a television series, you go, oh, they're really in deep trouble. I hope they're okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, well, I know there's four episodes left in the season. I think they're going to be okay. You always have that in the back of your mind. He said, by the time that, you know, and I, and it, I have to say it totally worked for me after he whacked, you know, uh, the, whacked the, sh the shepherd and then he kills Wash at the end when they're having the Alamo. I'm like, he might, yeah, he yeah, might go absolutely. the whole way. He, they might all go down. He might kill them all. He just might to actually, actually, just to end the series. He might Blake seven, those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's like, at the, I know, also, and that's, and that got me totally invested. I'm like, uh -huh. okay, now I'm on board with this shit. Yeah. I'm, now I'm really waiting to see what happens. So, you know, mission accomplished. Yeah, no, I was the same way. Fucking accomplished. That's right. I also, uh, I also like, like he said, there's no opportunity for Wash to like be like, oh my darling. It's like, dead, dead. Yeah. It's, yeah. Wash you just didn't see it coming. You got hit by a bus, and that's it. Wash yeah. gets a completely red shirt ending, yeah. which is amazing because it's he's a primary character. He's a primary yeah. character. Yeah, which is real too. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I love this blooper reel moment. Where he's like, do you see us fighting? No. Trap. <laughs> and he just walks out. The, the <laughs> and then he goes, uh, let's do one more. Yeah, no. The thing that. Firefly bloopers were made for me by one one shot. And it's all funny stuff. It's people cussing and shit and all that stuff. Usual blooper reel stuff. But there's one thing that just... Nathan Fillion, and we're going to get back to this because I have a thing about Nathan Fillion in comics and Comic-Con. Uh, but 
there's one shot from the message where they're standing around the box and they're listening to the guy's message. And what they're doing is the cameraman standing oh, yeah. in the center of a circle and just panning around. And he gets like all the way around like half of once. And then Nathan Billion's there again. And then he keeps panning and then they get out of they get away from Nathan Billion and then keep panning and then there he is again. And he just keeps running around to get to the next guy that's gonna be in the circle. And it goes on for like ninety seconds and then eventually he's in the <laughs> he's in the casket with the guy. It's like, God damn it, Nathan Billion, you're a funny motherfucker. Well this and this one has the the, the, the different version where he comes out and, and yells at everyone about, you know, strap the kid, you the dirt nap with baby, dirt Jesus. baby Jesus and you know, everyone's just losing it. I mean it's I love it. Now my thing about shows are having fun. Nathan Billion and Comic Con is that uh, and I asked Brian this question, and he gave me an answer that I wasn't expecting. Do you think if Nathan Fillion wasn't famous, his personality would work? Because he is. Do you so... think that Nathan Fillion is actually that famous well, at Comic Con? Is what I mean. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I like him, but let's not. At Comic Con, we're all famous. So yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a different but thing. But Nathan Fillion is like he was crafted by God to be the perfect guy on a panel. Like, he is just great yeah, he's at good. that shit. He's really good. But And I, and I asked Brian, I was like, so do you think his, if he wasn't someone that we all knew and loved and knew that he wasn't a douchebag, if you just met Nathan Fillion, would you like him? And Brian was like, I don't fucking think so. I don't know. He seems like a really genuine, he, cool guy. Uh, every, no, I agree. Everywhere I've seen him and yeah. stuff like that, I, I think... I don't think it's like an an act or anything. I think he, when you see him do that, that's just I, I what think, he's doing. That's I just think who it's one is. of those things where it's like when he's a friend of yours, he's like the coolest guy you know. Uh-huh. But when he's like a friend of a friend, you don't really know him, and he comes into the room and he kind of does the brash loud like uh-huh. thing. You're like, oh, it's that guy. I fucking hate uh-huh. that guy. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I think it would be. And <laughs> then it's like it's one of those things where you have to spend enough time with them, right? Before you're like, oh, okay, you know, I get it. Now, I get it. <laughs> I am now endeared by you, but uh, like you know, the first time that guy walks into the room, you're like, oh, it's one of these. In guys. the chat room, they're discussing who's the who's who owns Comic Con: uh, Kevin Smith, Bruce Campbell, or Joss Whedon? Felicia, the, uh, Felicia Day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it looks like uh, Joss Whedon's winning. Yeah. I think right now he's yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Now we're we're in a scene here that uh, wait till the Avengers comes out. We'll see how yeah, that plays. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Here we're seeing here a scene that uh, you know sort of embodies like some of the greatest and 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 one of the lamest things in this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, because this this encounter, you know, with the with the operative and Mal is fantastic, and it's just great, and it's you know, it's wonderfully, you know, they're both just playing at a higher level here, and and there's some great laughs in it, and the I've read a poem, trying not to faint, and all these great funny, and then oh, there's the that's not incense. Yeah, and by the way, my yeah. incense is a bomb. Yeah, which which was like, it's like it's like one line of and dialogue. Timing is really convenient. That's a line of dialogue away from being able to perfectly work. You know, it almost works. Yeah, and it could have worked. How could and, you make it work? Um. It's it's if you just sort of justify when it went off in some yeah. other way, or yeah. the fact that it maybe it makes a little just before it's about to pop, you know, it's just something. Just so, just so yeah. she knew. Yeah, she I, knew I get, to say so, the line. So that she's not like that's not incense. He's be, like, because, well, what is it? Because if well, he, if, if he had like ten more um, seconds, he would go, oh well, let me just defuse it and throw it out the window. No, anyway, no. where were we? I was yeah. kicking your ass. So that's not incense, yippee ki yay, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's just it's 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 a movie moment. That's not incense. It's yeah. it's, it's really a, good incense yeah, <laughs> that um, we should continue smelling for about five more cool. seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's three, just, oh, it's so two, close. one. Yeah. No wait, so, give it a second. So darn. There, there it goes. Yeah. So darn close. Uh, so you know, but it's again, it's it's a movie moment. It's like okay, it gives you the scene that you need to give. It's like oh, that was oh, so ooh, so close, so close to just really working, and instead it just kind of works. But the rest of the scene is, is, uh, yeah, is yeah, so the rest of the scene is amazing. The rest of the scene is golden. Yeah, oh, oh. It's the rest of the scene is Joss Whedon, please be on our show. 
Yeah, just <laughs> just reading is you know it's just uh, it would have been it would uh, the the, the other side of it because clearly she set up she knew this. Yeah, the confrontation did. was coming. So what she was doing at the beginning of the scene was yeah. she lit them. it, but it's she lit it like now four minutes ago right. in screen time. How does yeah. she know what? It, yeah. yeah, it would have been it would have been really great. If it was they were so just, lucky that he right. happened to stand if next they, to it. It would have been a perfect Firefly moment if they had been like in the middle of their badass conversation. Boom. Every instance just explodes. <laughs> yeah, just bam. Which would have been okay. in the chat room. Inside Outcast says it's part of her hooker training. Yeah, boy, they are so thorough with the uh, with the the. <laughs> They're good with timing. Companion training. Like, they By get the way, I mean, too. if anyone hasn't found <laughs> her, if, if anyone hasn't seen this thing already, I mean, I'm sure it must still exist. Or there's a thousand copies. If you haven't seen the the crazy feminist rant about how oh, awful a, good. how awful a person Joss Whedon is because of his clear demeaning and hatred of women and all things about women and and someone told me Firefly was this great example of you know equality and feminism and it was just the most horrifying degrading thing i mean it's just, it's some woman's blog that she wrote somebody. Kaylee says i love my captain and she goes off yeah like that's the oh yeah see yeah that's exactly the kind of subjugation that you know that Whedon is encouraging and boy she goes Ape shit like, over the concept you know, of Inara, and the thing is, it's like, okay, see, sweetheart, you haven't heard of the thing called a geisha, because Inara is what we call a geisha, which is Inara doing a, it on purpose. Yeah. she's not stuck. She yeah. likes this. It's, it's, and she, she is, makes she's really the one good in money. charge. You yeah. know what I want to see is the cultured one of this. Group. Yeah, exactly. And she's, but she's in control of her. She, she picks totally her own clients. She does. She does yeah. you know. And I want to see the one, like, we've already got it for Josh, and there's only two guys you could really do this and have fun with, but we've already seen the anti-feminist rant against Josh's stuff. I want to see one for Jim Cameron. If they can pull that off, I, I, yeah, the internet exactly. can do it. If the internet can make an argument that Jim Cameron <laughs> doesn't like strong female leads... And that's not a deus ex machina. They can, they can, there you go. There it is. Yeah. And there it is. Okay. Because there's no, there's, like, between Jim and Josh, there's no one that writes stronger female leads than those guys. That's it. Yeah. Unless it's Nora Ephron, but she doesn't tend to do these kind of movies. Based on the novel, Push by Precious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I could, I could smell it. I just couldn't feel it. There. Based on the Precious novel by <laughs> Sapphire. Precious. Based on the pushy novel by Sapphire Precious. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Based on the Precious novel by Push. Now here again, now we're back to wonderfully efficient storytelling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. This, all, this moment also it, feels very, very Firefly. Yep, yep, yeah, well, Chris, you're seeing the Firefly yeah. trail you know, but, with, but also, with, 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 with mean, a movie the, budget. The, the it's it's like the crybaby. It's the movie yeah, version. It's of the totally crybaby. the crybaby. Yeah. It's 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 a rehash of the crybaby, but it totally works. Make your mama sigh. <laughs> yeah, we found seven. I love that. That's a great moment there. I love his fucking yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The operative's good. The great thing about the operative is he knows he's gonna win. You know, right? He's just like all right. Well, he's like oh, so there's one more move before. He's I always win. Yeah. God. Damn it! It's gonna be a long weekend, but yeah. all right. No, yeah. that's really how he—that's he, how he behaves. He's—he yeah. he, like—he knows he's gonna win, and he's kind of—he's kind of annoyed that he hasn't yet. He's like, okay, you're, yeah. it's like—it's like getting annoyed at someone when they're clearly they have like they're—you're playing chess with someone. You have all your pieces. They have two, and they're still just moving the king around. Like, stop it! I've been that guy. Yeah, I lasted like 45 minutes once like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Wow. The operative would be I've, very annoyed by you. <laughs> yeah, I've been that guy in Risk, and it's like, yeah, no, I've, I still got. I'm not even I've, good at chess. I don't know how I did it, but I was just like, oh no, 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 <laughs> and I took out like half of his pieces just with the last two. It was awesome. It's like when you're just down to a king, and you can only move one square with a king. So like, oh, I'm in checkmate. I'm in check now. Okay, out of check. Cool story, bro. Check again. Out of check. <laughs> cool story, bro. This is, and well, and 
actually touching on what we talked about where the operative is like what's about to happen right after the scene we're going to find the operative is all right i'm going to go to phase two you know he's about to turn off the heat i mean what the operative is doing while this conversation is happening is killing everyone they know right i don't know what on every planet i just want to say i don't know what noble as a grape means that is a that is that's one of the the weirder expressions expression in this entire and yet somehow it works universe (laughs) i don't see it catching on and yet somehow it works just because well, well, he looks like he knows what it means. I know there's the concept of, well, the thing, the, the concept that makes wine, the kind of fermenting, it's called noble rot, which is, uh, which is, or makes champagne or something like that. It's a, you know, obviously because wine is grapes that have gone bad. Uh, and it's called I love that. noble rot. Uh, well, I don't, but it's just like, it's a movie. We can fo- the rack deep focus, focus, the rack do focus. it. The rack focus. Yeah. I, I love that moment. It's a nice little. Well, the performance is perfect. The performance is great. Yeah. The performance the is it's, it's a nice. She's, well, the rack she's... focus adds just that a little extra moment of tension. Like, uh-huh. you know. You know that moment's not yeah, going to yeah, come? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, comes. I just like her. Good timing she's very, as well. She's yeah. very offended and pissed and also yeah. maternal. Like, you want to leave this room. Yeah. It comes down to if you want, Damn if you right like, if you like camera work that calls attention to itself or not. And if you, if you don't, then that, mo- that moment kind of falls flat. And if you, if you don't mind it, then it's a great moment. There's, and and Whedon, and again, and Whedon a, does, you know, Whedon does when he directs, you know, he does sort of like, all right, I'm going to do a thing with the camera where I'm very clearly doing a thing with the camera. And he's, roller coaster and, and he's not afraid of it. You know, he's like, he'll, 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 he'll do it. And, and I, I, while I, intellectually, I'm, I would say I'm against that kind of camera work. I've never really been bothered by any time he's ever done that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's all, it's all a matter of how you use it and when you use it. And if you do it all the time, then of yeah. course it's maddening and, and annoying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you want to really isolate a moment and say, here's a moment, um, you know, it can work. It can work really well. Yeah, it's 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 drawing attention to underlying the importance of this moment or that moment. But if you do it too often or do it in the wrong way, you're just underlying the wrong moment. You know, moments. it took me a long time to realize all the differences between why, why Mal feels different in this film than in the series. And it's three things. Uh, it's his demeanor. Obviously, we've already mentioned that. It's also the color of his overalls has gone from khaki to black. Ooh. And he started doing his hair. His suspenders okay. are different too, by the oh, way. Oh well, there you go. His suspenders are very Back to the Future too ish. Yeah, they're very they're like rubber. Suspenders yeah. are very tight. And you know, and he used to have uh, he used to have a red shirt and, and, a, and khaki uh, overalls, and the belt was slung low. And now it's black overalls, man. It changes everything. It's his hot topic phase. Well, they had to sell different action figures. Here comes I don't Mr. think anyone's Mr. Smiley again. This this is a scene that, uh, and I think in some commentary or other, they mentioned that that it didn't quite pay off. I didn't get until like the fifth viewing. Oh, I see. We're kind of in the screen. Because I'm looking at this going, wow, these are some weird effects. And what is that? Some kind of 80s music video thing going on. It's like but Rainbow it, Road on Mario Kart. Yeah. Hey, so it was like, oh, I see we're in the screen. It took me about four viewings to get the visual idea that they were trying to tell me on that. It was very take on me. That was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> in the screen. So, uh, so Trey. Yeah. In the chat room, we've got like 15, 20 people from Weednesk. Still? They haven't uh, yeah. bailed? And, uh, and I, I want them to hear your explanation for why Summer Glau's uh, not, not bringing it in this film. Oh, I want to hear you oh. play this. I want to play. I want to hear this card. What? Well, she's not bringing it in this film. She said that she didn't think she was that great of an actress. I don't. I. I. I haven't really seen. I haven't seen anything she's ever done other than Firefly. Uh, first of all, um, so I don't think she. I don't. From what I've seen, ah, I'm making them hate him now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, that was really great. Um, I. You know, I, I, I. She was in. You know, the Termin- Terminator show, and I never saw it, so I have no idea. You know, she was. She was a. You know, she's. She's exactly right for what she does in this. Um. You know, sometimes some moments are kind of just, I don't, you know, don't kind of fall flat. But it's funny because I think she really pulls off like. It's a it's when, a very hard part. It's she, hard when for she anyone goes to play. from zero to crazy in one minute. Yeah. When I, I when I say I like when I say I like the whole cast, I will say that you know and and, and you know 
and thank you so much for setting me up <laughs> with this and making me say it. Um, I just want I just want to for those who you know don't listen to the show that often. I know it's the internet, but when I say I find her performance to be less than stellar all the time, that's not stellar. Glau sucks, and you suck if you like her. That's not what I'm saying. I just I sometimes I don't quite buy what she's doing, um, and that could be you know Teague doesn't like it when things are colorful i mean people have opinions but uh but so uh, fuck all y'all i yeah. i love everything exactly i'm yeah, well brian, known for brian meanwhile has no opinions and therefore is totally safe <laughs> he has never been negative he's about the, anything he's the justin bieber of down in front yeah. but uh you know here okay Ow. here she's bringing it just yeah, fine that was a that's, hurtful that's perfectly fine but uh you know sometimes well, the low angle helps I don't know, you know, Meryl Streep might have had a hard time with some of the things that Summer Glau had to do. So, you know, no, I'm just saying I'm, not everything she's ever done has kind of uh, has worked for me. I, I love the blooper reel with the 15 takes where he was just trying to catch the ranch. Uh, I, I think I've seen everyone from Firefly and various other stuff. Miranda Baccarin's had a pretty good career. Nathan Fillion's got a show. Or t- he's had, I, I liked Drive. Tim Drive Minear was a good and, show. And I enjoyed that one a lot, but no one saw it. It's like six or seven episodes worth well, of Well, it wasn't a good show, show, but it was on its way to being a good yeah, show. Yeah, I like, there was a lot of people. And, and, and what's the, what's Gwen Stacy's name? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. No. Oh. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> Emma something. Oh, the new. Super bad girl. The new. Anyway, right. she was in it too, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've seen all these actors and other stuff, but I don't think I've seen, aside from uh, Revolutions, I don't think I've seen Gina Torres or anything, and I really, really like her. You've I've, never seen Cleopatra 2020? <laughs> 25, 25. 25, 25. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, 2020. That would be nine years from now. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's completely absurd. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's a for a science fiction television show. Yeah. Anyway, um, I like her. I think she's pretty, and I think she delivers a, a performance wonderfully. And, uh, yeah. And I'm also bummed about Nathan Fillion's she, she also does the most with the least. I think she's probably he's, the flattest character. He's the one character. doing pretty... I mean, he is, but Castle I only watch... Does anyone watch Castle for anything other than Nathan Fillion? And if that's the case, wouldn't you watch a better show with Nathan Fillion on it? Like, yeah, I never liked Castle. <laughs> yeah, I never really liked Castle. Wow. Zinger, but yeah, probably true. <laughs> it's like fucking... It's the reason to watch that show, and it's... And and, and they know it because they keep putting more and more Firefly references into it. No yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay. like, okay, we know we're watching because of Firefly, so let's do some more Firefly references. Anyway, yeah. that's, and that's how I felt about Dollhouse. And I have friends that worked on Dollhouse, and I was I was so goddamn psyched. I worked my ass off. I like networked to try to work on Dollhouse, but there wasn't that much effect <laughs> and stuff then you, going on. And you dodged a bullet because you almost worked on Dollhouse. Right, totally. And um, and I was just waiting for that show to get canceled so Joss could move on. I was like, yeah. someone take this away from me. And Let it go. Enjoy. The, you know, well, here's where, here's where the Whedonist people will hate me for life is, you know, I, I, I'm not entirely sure I'm a Joss Whedon fan because Whoa. I like Firefly and I like Serenity. And you like Toy Story? And I like Toy Story. You don't like Buffy? I've never seen an episode of Buffy. Oh. I hear it was good. It's all on Netflix. I know. I understand Watch that. I understand that. You understand that <laughs> I don't have that much longer to live. I'm a very old person, and that show was on for, what, 30 years? I mean, <laughs> if I start liking Buffy, that's going to be it until I actually reach you know, oh, elderly age. Here's some of the worst science in this, in this film, I think. This idea that there's always going to be this quadrant where this planet is beyond. Right. We're completely, I guess, just not considering the fact that Planets go around no, in no, circles. No, 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 Brian, they stay still. That's what planets do. They right, totally right. stay still. Actually, Look it I, up. I was going to bring it up. Is, is, Read a book. Read a book. We call it sunrise. I was gonna, <laughs> Would I was we call it that if the sun didn't move? I will uh. point that out. Is One of the things that a lot of people who, who don't, you know, people, I think people who've seen all of Firefly and seen all of Serenity, it took me a while to grasp it, but once I did, it, the show made a lot more sense, is that all of this world is only one solar system. Yeah, you know that's well. They never. I mean, that's a big point of this show is that they never make that clear, and they yeah. they do mostly make it clear. Wait, doesn't here. doesn't they don't ever come flat doesn't out? Doesn't Jane have a line where he got to the far far end of the galaxy and all he saw was more far space. reaches of space? But uh, no, it's it's the whole idea is 
when they evacuated Earth, they went to another solar system. They didn't colonize the entire galaxy. They colonized this other solar system that, as they say in the first 10 seconds of this movie, had dozens of planets and hundreds of moons. This entire world is just one solar system. Which That actually makes more sense. Which makes everything make a lot more <laughs> sense because it's well, like, you know, Firefly is Firefly's not warping from star yeah. to star. It's going from one planet to the next. Um, that being said, yeah, the fact that there's an entire Earth-sized planet in the solar system that somehow people didn't know was yeah. there. That I, must be beyond the reaches of every other planet. I have a problem with that. And there's this whole thing called the Goldilocks zone, where it's like, the planet has to be so far away from well, the sun for there to be like my, water and life. My understand, I, I, I thought the, the understanding here was that it's, it's there, but... But you no, wouldn't go there. You wouldn't go there because it's a go dead planet and blah blah blah. Well, you got to go through the Reavers to get there. So everyone's like, okay, never mind. And then the Alliance just quietly went, oh no, there's no what Miranda. That's crazy. That's okay, oh, yeah. but that's and that's, well, and that's no, all right. No, but they, it's not that the because the, the Alliance denies the existence of Reavers. They oh. they don't you know that's as seen, they, I mean, as seen in the first say, in the first episode in the first minute where Reavers are oh they're a fairy tale. Don't worry about Reavers. And they explicitly say in the, in the previous scene that they've wiped uh, the existence of Miranda from the popular yeah. history and the popular exactly. culture. Which is the equivalent of, like, there, there was never a country called China? <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. Where are you getting that from? No, I mean, it's but, more... But, but what is that? It's right there. What is that I'm pointing at? It's more that's, that's in your imagination. It's more equivalent to saying, no, there's no moon. No. Yeah, there's well, no... Well, it's the bright there's thing. There's a space in the, station. It's the yeah, bright there's... thing in the, in the sky. That isn't, <laughs> don't worry about it. a space station. That's no moon. Yeah. Anyway, this... Uh, first of all, you know, jump back. Good scene. Good scene. Very good scene. Good scene. I, it, you know what really? Good Bible. You know what's really gripping about that scene? It's not. Uh, I think Ron Glass is doing a great job with it. Yes. But the thing that really tears at my heartstrings is when uh, Mal looks back and goes, "Come on!" <laughs> yeah. Where he's like screaming, it's just yeah. like, "Oh, it's really." Uh, he's like totally cool, me. and then he just like loses it just for that half second. Just to finish the thought, um, I like this. I like this movie. I like the television show it's based on. I like Doctor Horrible. I've never seen Buffy. Yeah. Uh, I've never saw Angel. I I I just recently two days ago rewatched Alien Resurrection and liked it better. Even though when I saw it at the time, I didn't know who that Joss Whedon guy who was who wrote it. He was nobody to me then. Um, Did you like Four Lines in X Men? I liked I liked those. I liked it's funny. And it's I, funny and because I, when I when they and talked I really, about which lines those were, yeah. like one of them being one I really hate, I was like. Oh, that actually makes more sense. That, Knowing that, it's that a Joss Whedon like line, I'm like, oh, I get it now. But I, you know, it was. <laughs> are you talking about the frog line? Yeah. Because if, yeah. if they talk yeah. about that one, it's like, oh, yeah. well, she did it completely she, she wrong. Said, yeah, she, she said did that it wrong. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as but I if heard she had that done was, it right. As soon as I heard that was a Joss Whedon line, I'm like, oh, the delivery was wrong. I yeah. hear it in my head and I get it now. Yeah. yeah. But somebody, <laughs> but somebody gave me a Joss Whedon script. It's like, ooh, this is this hot Joss Whedon script that's going around now, and I gave it to one of you because someone gave it to me to give to you or whatever it was. Oh yeah. And it was, it was, it was about dead people who are superheroes or superheroes who are dead or some goddamn Sounds thing. Sounds awesome. And, and yeah, you'd think, but I read it and I was like, wow, if, uh, you know, it's almost like someone like as a joke put like written by Joss Whedon on the front of it because I was not in the least, it had like two lines I go, oh, it sounds like Joss Whedon wrote that. But the rest of it, I just was like, I had that wow. experience reading the social network. I was like, yeah. I can't believe I'm getting to read an Aaron Sorkin script and it read like a script. <laughs> just like any other script. It's, it's like, so you think it'd be written in a different font or something or the gold overlay. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea, but fucking... <laughs> You think it'd be one of those things like Bibles where the sides of the paper were red? Yeah. How do they do that? You know, it's like one of those sort of things. But that and being it was just said, a script. that being said, to the to the eight to the two people, how they do it? Nobody knows. Yeah. That being said, from the two people from Weedonesque who haven't already gone back to Weedonesque to like talk about how what a douchebag I am. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I know it's the internet, but that doesn't mean I'm saying Joss Whedon sucks and you like you suck for liking Joss Whedon. It's like I I'm not familiar with the body of his work. I've seen less than half of everything he's ever done. Um, so I don't know, and not everything he's done that I have seen have I liked. But 
just like I am a real big fan of George Lucas's early work. Mm. Um, that guy did some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just, should do more. Joss Whedon is uh, uh, a, a wonderful human being in my book forever just for having done this, regardless of what he ever does ever again. So just to be clear, Trey hates you and he hates the things you like. That's right. And <laughs> everything you like is stupid. No, I, that's I, Brian. No, I have to say, I'm actually substantially on the same page. And I, I've never gotten into Buffy or Angel, partly because it's just so much at this point. But also yeah. because it's, I mean, that that subgenre of like fantasy has never really been able to... It's the same thing with Hellboy. It's like, I, I can see the, the quality behind this. It's just not my, my thing. Throw spaceships in there, all yeah. totally on board. Yeah, Spaceships with skeletons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you had a skeleton thing. I was just fishing for one and I found Whoa. it. Look well, there, well, there are some skeletons in my closet. Hold, hold on, here comes an unarmed guy. I better shoot him. Pow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is uh, back to how dark Mal is. Mal, Mal, you know, I don't think he'd actually shoot any of them, but they, you know, they're not sure, and that's all that matters. We're like, wow, has he really gone that far? Yeah, if you imagine an episode of Firefly and then imagine Mal just shooting someone because they were there, it doesn't fit right. Now, what's weird is that the, the arc of Mal over the course of the series and then this, he, at the very beginning of the pilot, is happy-go-lucky and naive, and then he's broken at Serenity Valley. And then for the series, he's a little bit more downtrodden and cynical. And it's sort of like what you were talking about with, with Britain having a great sense of humor because they thought they were going to rule the world, and they, they lost it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, and it, that's no, sort of nothing, what Mal is. He's, you, get, no, you only get a sense of irony once your empire collapses. Yeah. So and, and American comedy is going to be great in about 10 and, years. And Mal was a microcosm of that in the, in the beginning of the series and working his way through that. And then he comes back all the way to mean in some ways. And I, again, this is, we're, we're, we're really, we're exaggerating things to get to the, what we're just like the very small difference that we're trying to make a distinction about, but he he is mean in this movie in a way that he's not in the show. He is. And, and, but this is the one moment that I, I think kind of leavens that. And it's pretty much designed to leaven that where it's like, you see that this is killing him, what he has to do, but he knows that he has to do this. This is the only, the only, you know, route that he can see to, to try and get through this at all. But this is this is tearing him apart. What he's trying to right. do. Right, um, <laughs> Mal, you're tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart. It was, I was. It's it's a little mental image. Do we have to do that? Surely it's surely yeah. it's only yeah, me. Why not? But uh, to to me That's this tonight we can go see it. <laughs> I just love that Firefly in this one. The Serenity looks to me. To me, Serenity is kind of the the 3D embodiment of the mutant enemy logo. Because it's like it's like Serenity's kind of creeping through Reaver space, going, "Grr, arg, <laughs> I am a big monster ship. Grr, like you, I'm a Reaver ship. Grr, scary. You know, some Reavers going, boy, he sure doesn't know how to make his ship all scary. They just got some. There's like three dead guys and some paint. What is that? Give that guy some pointers on Reaver design, for heaven's sake." He, you should give him the flyer for the seminar. Yeah, later really. This Does month. he not, you know, give him the the handbook for heaven's sake? I mean, that's not how you customize a ship. Yeah, I mean, give this him the is, Reaver Bible. He doesn't even have big fins welded on the side. <laughs> I love, I love the idea that they're they're like a, a housing community. Like they have, they have, <laughs> yeah, they, they have standards. Standards. <laughs> yeah. They're like, there's, they, you have way too much we, shielding we, on your radiation. Yeah, we have a minimum of ten corpses <laughs> out yeah. front at all times. That's and by the way, your left engine required. has to be made out of brick, otherwise you're out of community watch. <laughs> and right. I'm sorry, but you, your 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 window dressing has to be either black or blood colored. Yeah, I'm afraid those are the only two approved colors. I'm sorry, and uh, you, you, I'm, I can't help noticing that all of your crew still have lips. 
And <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not having that. Now, this is now that being said, this this is a great little scene because again, it's 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 a it's, ra- it's, it's a ra- it's, it's a radio scene because of course you're not seeing anything, but you're just hearing like, wow, it sounds like there's some crazy shenanigans going on in Reaver World. Yeah. You know, just like it's shrieks of people dying and being tormented in horrible ways, which I guess brings up this whole other thing that no one even mentions. It's like, well, yeah, it's bad enough if the Reavers come to your planet. It's even worse if they take you home. God yeah. only knows what happens at that point. You if don't want to get into it. Later. Yeah. I had a girlfriend like that. Okay, moving on. I want, you want to hear more? Okay. No. I want to. T- <laughs> I want to again throw out some props to Zoic for pulling off a lot of really great shots in this, and also in the series. The series actually is more impressive proportionally for me because it's a series. You're just fucking going, going, going. and it was in 2002 that they were doing these effect shots. It's just. They they found really good guys to do it and and put them to work in the right way and it all came together nicely. And this movie, even though when I first saw it, I thought it looked like a big fan film, I was rooting for them as a result of that. So <laughs> hey. Was... By the way, when I, when I did uh, when I was doing this the series arc Hulu dot com slash arc, um, A R K A R K the uh, the company where they rented these spacesuits <laughs> from because you know. True Firefly fans know that those are the very same spacesuits from the series, um, and it's not because they kept them in a vault. It's because they rented them from the same company they rented them from the first time. Uh, and and uh, when I was looking for suits for Ark, uh, by golly, these very suits were hanging right there, and I was like, ooh, I could totally just rent the suits from Firefly. That is so cool. And uh, the main reason I didn't was because everyone who will think that's cool will go, "That's they just rented the suits from Firefly. How yeah. dumb is that? Everybody who would appreciate it would, would be also go, from, oh, that's kind yeah. of a cheap thing. Um, but it was kind of cool just like to just go geek out over them and go, look, there they are. There are the suits. Um, so I did compromise. I rented the helmet from Objects in Space. I rented the operative's helmet from Objects in Space, and that's what you see in art. Um, and not to mention the fact that we shot it on the set of, uh, of the bushwhacked, the bushwhacked uh, derelict spaceship, the very same set. But... But uh, it was actually really cool to like just I I geeked out pretty darn hard over <laughs> these are the spacesuits from Firefly. At the same time, a, I watched uh, someone spill Diet Coke on the cockpit door of Serenity and almost lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like flicking your ashes into the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. What were you gonna say? I, I was. Just, this is some high school somewhere, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it's in Orange or, County. Yeah. Orange County. I was gonna say, I'm like that. Totally looks like. A housing development in Marina del Rey or something. The, it's a I'm sure if you went up to Mulholland, you would find a house that looks yeah. like this eventually. Uh, you got a good uh, Forbidden Planet reference yeah, yeah. on that ship there. Uh, C-5 oh, that's 7D. right, the C five seventy. Yeah, that's yeah. C five seventy is the ship from the registration. The registry that's the ship of the from Forbidden, Forbidden Planet, Planet ship, the, yeah. the saucer ship. Yeah. C fifty seven D. Someone attached to the movie, some kind of nerd of some kind, apparently. Boy, that person died funny. Well, that's, you know, that's the... Was, yeah. that, was that person like, I think I see a bird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and just like cacked it right there. Is that how that works? Nah. Wow. That's Kurt Cobain, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, no, a little bit more, hey, a little bit more, a little bit more face than... Yeah. Uh, anyway. Wow. It's been 13 years. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Is he here? <laughs> yeah. What, too soon? No. Do you, uh, how do you feel about basically explaining away the Reavers with this chemical imbalance that, as a result of a drug test. Do you guys like that? Does it work for you? No, I like I, it. Like, like are, I you, said, are, you, are you able to not go to the fridge for that part of it? Like <laughs> I said, I think it underscores, and, and for the it does what it needs to do for the movie, but I think it underscores the, the dramatic idea of the Reavers behind the show, which is just, uh, Objects in Space is this great existential story of this ex- exploration of existential philosophy. Does and that the seem Reaver- right to you? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, here <laughs> I am. 
which yeah. is existentialism in a nutshell. Am I a lion? A lion. I love I love um here she starts freaking out cuz it's the first time in like 6 years that she hasn't had voices in her head and it seems <laughs> and it seems wrong to her. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Hey, I'm all alone all of a sudden. Yeah. Where'd everybody go?" The I think it's I I think it's fine because they never, you know, it, fortunately this is one case where they didn't like try and get all sciency and go, "Well, here's what happened exactly." I mean, they just kind of say, "We did a thing." In the terraforming process, we did a thing. And they don't talk about it's a chemical or it's a biological or whatever. It's a thing that we added to the atmosphere process. Um, and they just kind of leave it vague, which is how you ought to do it. Uh, and and I, for me, they get away with it. And and I, what I love about it is what's great is, and it's crystallized in the next scene where uh, Mal does his uh, St. Crispian's Day speech, um, where the A plot and the B plot come together. Basically, the the the, the story of River, you know, the, the Alliance riverized this entire planet. And so River's story and the main story come together and are turn out to be the same story. That the Alliance yeah, does that's, this. That's good stuff this right is there. what the Alliance does. It's not good and they need to be stopped. Sarah and, Paulson. What's cool yes. is that they originally filmed this with a different actress, but since they still had the uh, MoCo data, they just shot yeah, it again. For whatever reason, her performance didn't work out and they didn't like, you know, they wanted somebody else and they, they, they MoCo'd It's so weird to think instead. that that chick can also do a great dolphin impression. <laughs> yeah. You can't unknow some things. <laughs> and a really uncanny Jodie Foster and uh, 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 Nancy Grace. Holly Hunter. Nancy Grace was uh, the I strongest. I think you're the devil. Was the strongest uh, fake skit within that show. The rest, yeah. of, the rest of Studio 60 was terrible, but the Nancy Grace was pretty good. No, Science Schmines was pretty good. I, thought. I like uh, Science Schmines. Yeah, I like Science Schmines. Yeah, not really, but okay. How do you feel about Spider-Man 2 and Star Trek? Shields <laughs> 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 up. Hulk smash! Yeah. Now, when oh. I saw, when I saw this movie, I thought that this was the actress, uh, the that other actress who isn't this actress who I thought this was. You know, oh, you know who cool I mean. Cool story, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know who I'm talking Tom about. Tom Hanks, I got it. She and, was in, and then I found Car- Carly Gugino. I thought that was Carly Gugino. Really? Uh, well, because she looks like Carly Gugino. Shoot me. Uh, you know, she doesn't look like Sarah Paulson because Sarah Paulson didn't exist at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, if Studio it looked, 60 wasn't on the air yet, and they didn't know that that was a person called Sarah Paulson. He thought it was someone Her closer. Her name was Sarah Paulson. I already did that joke. I know, but it's funny. Oh, thank you. Carry on. And uh, while well, talk about someone who's like, you know, hi, Sarah Paulson, would you like to come in and explain the entire movie while crying and then get raped and eaten to death? Yeah. Yes, sign me up. Oh, Let's don't, for, do don't forget trying to commit suicide and failing. And failing, yeah. That's, yeah, it really is. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like an Oscar part in 18 seconds. It really is kind of like, would you like to do everything Holly Hunter does in an entire feature in two and a half minutes? Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. <laughs> well, there's no, there, she doesn't show her tits. That's a big difference. That's true. Well, no, Holly doesn't do that either. The fact that she fails is the most heartbreaking. Yeah, of course. Aspect. That's that's why yeah. you know it's like talking it's, about a person I think, who I think doesn't it, deserve. It, it works for Wash's insert, where he 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 follows her to the ground and just watches her and starts wincing. Like you get that the hologram hasn't stopped. Yeah, yeah. Stop. and it goes all the way to the ground. So you know it's like yeah, that's you're, you're no one wants her, to, no one wants mm. to see that. That's nothing anyone wants to watch. So rape, know. yeah, is in the chat room. Uh, Cookies pointing out raped and eaten to death, and not necessarily in that order. Yeah, that's right. If you're lucky, it's the other way around. So. And then, you know, but but strangely enough, now River's all okay. Oh, no, actually, now I'm fine. Like, okay, I'm good. Uh, now I'm good. Now I've finally put the pieces together, so <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. The cognitive dissonance is gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, you know, and it, and it makes sense because it's like everything that these all these little bits and pieces that she picked up is now it all fits. And now she understands the reason for it. So it works out. Right. I guess it was like, because she, um, and, and presumably, I think it's because of all of the, uh, what, what we saw earlier, and it, they don't make a big point of it, but you know, talking about these dignitaries that came to see her and stuff like that, 
they knew about this, and that's how it got in her head, and yeah. started fucking eating at her. Old men cover with blood, that's and they some, don't uh, even know it. I, I, I look at that. That's some Jack Green right there. There's some Jack Green. Yeah, it's, and it's pretty, gonna get. This is gonna a get pretty green, goddamn scene. It's gonna get greenier in a sec with the the, the sunlight blasting in. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I always loved. I forget which commentary it was on, but Joss is talking about how someone had the idea to. Uh, what, was it Jewel State? Someone had the idea for the kitchen to have these shitty stencil paintings on them, which is so clearly Kaylee's doing. It's like, what a great idea. They never, ever even address it in the show. But there's this spaceship kitchen with shitty your mom's paint stencils in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's such a Kaylee thing. Just like Kaylee's room has the Kaylee's little, room sign she, like, that doodled she did. doodled her name pretty and all that stuff. It's just so perfect. Yeah. And, well, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's great art direction and great... Uh, it's just know, everything, great art everything came together on that one. Yeah. Joss Whedon um, is very good at passing Plinkett test. <laughs> which is which is that you know when you if you can describe a character without saying what they look like what they do or what their role in the movie is they're a good character or at least stronger than Queen Amidala in the prequels yeah. yeah I always get the Plinkett test confused with the Bechtel test what's the Bechtel test the Bechtel test is uh, uh, is there more than one woman in the cast and do they have a conversation with each other and when they do do they talk about something other than a man um, and uh, extremely few movies and television shows surprisingly few pass that, pass that test hmm Hmm. This movie being one of them, because you know Joss Whedon is like apparently some crazy feminist guy or something like that. Yeah, because he hates women. That's right. Except he really hates women. Hmm. In the chat room, Hanson says, "I hate that down in front references red letter media now." <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us do. Oh well. No. Now, uh, as much as I love Firefly, and I do, I really do, genuinely love Firefly very deeply. I really am not on board with the central theme and message of what Firefly and Serenity is all about. <laughs> it's a very libertarian, anti-progressive message. It's exactly. like that well, w- when the government tries to make people's lives better, it's bad. It's very, very bad. No, Pro- <laughs> progress is bad. It's no, a, no, like, progress is good. Well, it's yeah, it's 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 Firefly is in in Firefly in the Firefly universe. The Federation are the bad guys. Yes, the, yes. the civilized. Utopian society is actually the bad are the bad guys in this movie. So you know it, it's they're, they're, it's like they might as well be chased by the Enterprise. You know Picard would shut these guys down in a second. <laughs> there probably are episodes where you can kind of go that looks like a Firefly episode, except the Firefly are the, the crew are the bad guys in this. Space pirates who are running amok on the outer planets. We've got to put a stop to this immediately. But in this universe, Ron Paul is a hero, and I'm not on board with that. <laughs> not on board. I, I like him. Well, at least I like him when I hear him talk. Well, universe. it is yeah, it is it is a fantasy, Brian. All right, all right, fair enough. That's, that's the magic bean. Is yeah, Ron Paul yeah, is yeah. right, Brian? It's time to come back to the pack. Yeah. We'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing about Ron Paul, I is, want to live I, on I think, Ariel. I, oh my is that God. wrong? I think he's. I think he's turning he, into a Ron Paul conversation. Whenever he talks, I think it's cute. But I can't get <laughs> over how much he looks like Piglet. <laughs> okay. All right. Look at Ron. He's just like this little bitty guy with big brown beady eyes, and he's soft spoken. He's just he's Piglet. He is Piglet. So here comes the here comes the reaver from the, from the from the neighborhood watch to to check on your you know, no that's I'm sorry you know that is not code that is not even blood that looks like red paint you've got on there I'm sorry Get, pull over pull over because we need to talk now this that was a surface gun they attached to the ship right <laughs> yeah do gas like normal gas propelled chemical and propelled weapons work in the vacuum of space yeah okay. Yeah, they, uh, they, work, they, under, had, they work underwater. They as had well. to, they had to make true. a thing of it with certain ones, like um, in the series Vera. They had to put it in a spacesuit to make it. Yeah, work. Yeah, for some reason Vera but, needs air. But uh, um, well, I, I, does I combustion think work in space? 
Well, it does if it's not exposed to space, yeah. with like a bullet is a sealed. Well, thing. yeah, but that would be. I mean, I think it's funny that they don't address like they start. You know, they mouths on there shoots at the reaver, and then they do their firefly. You know, jump. Yeah. It, I hope he's got his seatbelt. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope he's got his seatbelt on. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. And uh, yeah, so here's the scene, which is like, okay, we had to like sort of do a lot of bogusy iron cloud, but. It's, it's kind of like for oh, the shot. Oh, but it's so cool! It's it. yeah. Darn it! Damn you! It's damn like you. the Matrix was, you know, the Columbine. You know, it, it, it evens out. Damn you, Joss Whedon! Damn you, Joss Whedon, for making me swallow your bad science, <laughs> just so this I can go. All right, this thing's really cool. <laughs> and that's when Joss Whedon has a cigarette and gives you a towel. Yeah. <laughs> now this, yeah, when he's you know when he's feeling generous. So so this is a nutty scene. The scene that looks like a fan film or looked like a fan film yeah. to you at the time. But uh, yeah, I wish there were fan films that had this good of a. <laughs> How long would this scene? take you on Blender oh by yourself God. on your desktop? <laughs> something. So it's uh, it's the a stuff that if I recall the stuff scene. that I was responding to uh, looking like a, it was actually it was the uh, the exhaust cloud from the Reaver ship at the beginning and how black and crunchy it was and I, I'm assuming the note was make it disgusting. Uh, and they just went really, really and dark. And I, course, I think the note was, we're releasing this movie in, yeah. in May. Yeah. Also, for, for you know people who are familiar with the, the series, you're also watching this and you're going, oh, fuck, Serenity has no guns. <laughs> they, they got nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a freighter. So, it's a freighter! So this is, uh, you know, this is some amazing choreography. Where, oh, where as they talk about, the, and I had a know, cigarette with the guy who did the layout for this scene and arranged all the ships and the cameras and everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the baddest Those guy ever. Zoic guys, just like this scene here is like, I don't even know what I'm looking at, and yet somehow it still works. This amazing upside down, backwards, sideways choreography. There. Well, what they're doing is they're very, very, they're sticking to the uh, the rule of when a, when something is moving across the screen a certain way, continue it over the cut. And even though this is a, a zero g space battle, that goes on. And they're, they're basically following it to a T, which helps explain away things like a lot of movies will have an insert just to show you what's going on, but that confuses you because you're like, but it was going that way and now it's going this way. That kind of thing. Yeah. This movie is very, it but, goes that way and then it's a different shot, but it's still moving that way across the screen. By the way, coming up real quick, I mean, we're not coming and done bloopers that people normally know about because they already heard the commentary, but I do like the idea that in full widescreen, you can literally see the neon tubes they're waving next to the operative's head. You can actually see the edges of the tubes coming in. It was actually just barely cropped out there, but in, in the full, full, full app, you can see literally the edges of the tubes yeah, are coming in. Yeah, because we're watching it like 169 and it's actually 235, I think. The, I don't know if it's actual five, but I love it when you say numbers. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> get all excited. 589. By the way, it's it's, it's interesting that they uh, three one. It's five. interesting that they they. Oh, you killed it! After <gasps> after all the but there's no sound in space and there will be no sound in space. Where here they finally said, you know, if you have a space battle and there's no sound, it's kind of dull. So I think we're gonna actually have sound in our space battle for yeah. a change. What are you um, gonna and they're gonna say we're in the high atmosphere and that's why. Yeah, but again, blah, it's like blah, you know, blah. it's like again, it's like it's it's. But it's, you know, when it's the story one of those works. Con- it's one of those conceits where it's like I always thought, yeah, I know there's no sound in space. I'm the first guy. I was the guy in third grade saying there's no sound in space. But you know what? It's not that interesting when there's no sound. So it's you know. There's also no John Williams music in space. Get over it. It's a freaking movie. <laughs> There's also no giant yellow crawling text. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so it's like it, it was one of those things where it's like that's one of those stakes in the ground. I didn't necessarily felt need to be driven. Um, and and the, the I actually liked. Uh, I, I love that in the background of that one shot. You see the what is essentially the Columbia wreckage. It's that same pattern of like something has <laughs> disintegrated in the upper atmosphere and fallen apart. Um, you think maybe it was a screenshot of Columbia? No, I'm just saying like they they obviously <laughs> what, used they obviously used that as a reference. <laughs> as a, yeah, because that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually liked what uh, Battlestar Galactica, the new TV show, did in terms of like as a nice compromise between well, yes, it'd be dull if it was totally silent, but no, there shouldn't be sound there. So 
we'll kind of do like a dull, quiet thud thing. And if, for me, it worked as a nice compromise. Now we're coming up. We're coming up to a scene where it's like, okay, this is. They use models for this. Yeah, they actually. And I think it looks models. awesome. Except for the except for the exploding uh, engine, which is the least successful yeah. part of it, because there aren't enough parts in that engine. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there should have been a little dust or something in it. But unfortunately, here's the thing. Again, this is Whedon. You know, Whedon going. Guess what? I'm killing Serenity too. Because it's like yeah. the one thing about this movie. One of the things about the ending of this movie well, that I don't buy is, to me. is is that is that I'm sorry. I know we need to have that ending, but Serenity's totaled. They're not fixing this thing. Yeah. This ship is total. We, we're seeing this ship be total. They're not going to be like with eight people. I don't care how many people. But the, the operative betray, convinces Inara the, helped paint. Yeah, she painted the logo back on and everything was okay. The engine got torn off. <laughs> where yeah, where for, did they get another one of those? For comparison, the Space Shuttle Enterprise, the first one they built, landed a little too hard during one of its first flight tests where they <laughs> dropped it from a plane. You go, okay, can't fly that one. That, the frame yeah, is, that, the yeah, frame is bent over. slightly. So yeah. that's, Here we go. So that'll three, go straight to the museum. Two, Leaf on the wind. One. Oh, Ooh. Oops. That's a dead wash. Yep, that's, that's the end of that one. So that's that like, is that is one of those moments, and there's so few that these does, days. That does grab you. Yeah. So the well, fact that they... It's one of those where you, f- you have the full thought where you're like, I, did that really just happen? Yeah, and you, you you go through like the yeah. seven stages. You're yeah. like, you're like yeah, exactly. Did like, I really <laughs> just see that? Totally Kubler-Rossing right at that moment. Like, he's, he's, he's not dead. He's, he's, yeah. he's, uh, huh, he's going to come back. He's, uh, he's, uh, no, please. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's the one-two punch. It's like, you know, they just wrecked they wrecked Serenity, and I, I it, obviously they can't commit to that. They have to obviously still be on board Serenity at the end, the whole point of the story. But but it's like I, they shouldn't have wrecked it that hard then. But as far as the dramatic <laughs> dramatic moment up to this point, it's like, holy shit, they just trashed Serenity and killed Wash. I don't what are you doing, Joss? Joss, have you lost your mind? What are you doing? And that's exactly why he did that, and and that was exactly the right choice. He's like, wow, this wait, you know. Wash got totally Joss. We're all in on this thing all of a sudden, you know, and it's it totally works. And you know, I like the last stand kind of thing going on here. Oh yeah, the Alamo, the total Alamo. So, the eh. at this point was where we kind of go, oh, that's right, Summer Glau's in this movie. Why? Because of the scene we're about to finally have. <laughs> Summer Glau is the Chekhov's gun of this Yeah, of this, this whole movie. movie is basically, and we, I guess we just admitted it. It's like really that, you know, Summer standing there backlit with axes dripping blood. That was really the justification for the whole movie. Just, you know, the, as he says, this set was built for that shot. The way this set is designed is so I can push down the hall and the door will open and there she is. That's, that's. You know, and that's again. I got no problem with that. That's perfectly okay by me. Yeah, no, it's valid. It's totally valid. <laughs> that's fine. Because it's because it's done it's well. It's a sexy en- moment. And it works fine, and that's great. It's done well enough that you you buy all the moments that lead up to that. The problem when you have that conception of you're gonna you focus on this single element and work around it is when you don't spend the time on the rest of the the structure around that moment to where you buy it, and you go, well, okay, I can see in this. In this entire sequence, that's mostly crappy. This one half decent thing. So okay, that was obviously what you were going for from the start. Yeah, but you. Didn't but when you do the, the work right, you don't see it. Yeah. So this is this scene especially is where I start to wonder. I, you know, I, I wish I could have somehow excised my brain of my memory of Firefly because I. I and and is anyone in this room? Did everyone in this room already know Firefly by the time they saw this movie? Or I did. I only because yeah. the, my roommate at the time was like, "Hey, there's a sci-fi movie coming out down the road, but it's based off the show, so I'm gonna buy the DVDs and we should watch it." And yeah. We did, so because so, I'm, you know, I wonder what it's, I wonder what it was was like for someone who 
didn't see the series to just be seeing this this movie. I mean, I like I said, my friend Laura Beth came and saw it with me, and it was a, it was a rough cut. It wasn't even finished. You know, there were some unfinished parts to it. But uh, you know, she enjoyed it, but we didn't really get into an in depth discussion. But this scene, especially where you're watching, you know, you know, they like, I we we had enough setup of Kaylee's infatuation with with Simon so that the screw it, I'm going to live works. But it works even more because you saw. 13 episodes of refining right. for Simon. You right. know, it's like, so you know, all these, all these characters, you know, you've only had the 90 minutes to come to love them as opposed to the 16 episodes or whatever it was. Um, you know, I wonder 13. <laughs> yeah. Does it, does it, does it work? It was it equivalent. Well, there's that one thing where they're standing at the, the, the cockpit door or not the cockpit, the hangar bay door of Serenity's down and everyone else has just walked away and it's just her and Simon and river. And she's like, and you should do this, and don't do anything with this engine because it'll just fall out of the sky. And don't do, and, and she's like from dust that, him off. And the episode where they go to the um, no, that was from this movie. No, yeah, but but the Capus it's a reference. Yeah, no, yeah. the Capus. Well, not specifically yeah. the Capus in thirty eight. She's talking. It's she. It's the damn Trey. You scary. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I kind of watch these shows a lot. Um, it's the uh, the Shindig episode where Shindig, where where Kayla, but she doesn't say Capus in thirty eight. It's not a straight callback. But uh, she doesn't say Capsen in this. She does say yeah. in, no. She says Capsen right in this. Capsen thirty eight is from this. She's doing a similar conversation in Shindig, but she doesn't say Capsen okay. thirty eight. She's talking about the things with the heat exchangers and the blah blah blah. But okay. it's not Capsen thirty eight. Um, and I'm saying that because you now the, the Weedness people are running to IMDb, and probably I'm wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure they don't. So yeah, so this line, you know, big laugh in the theater, but uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm just wondering, you know, do we really? I wonder what that was like. I don't. I. I don't know what it was like. And of course, that's exactly what. They've. They've almost hardly been, especially Kaylee, who was a, yeah. a favorite from the show. But she's. But she's barely been in the, been movie. In the movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like we. 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 Yeah, and you say. You know. Like. Like you pointed out. You know. That you. They've shown us at every possible opportunity. We know that she loves Simon. I'm not saying the movie skipped right. that. But I'm saying we just found out. You know. If you just met this character an hour ago, as opposed to four years ago, and you sat with her for 13 episodes, and you saw the yeah. Shindig episode, which is all about her, and you know, when you're doing a television series. Each of these characters can get basically an entire episode or two per right. season that are just about them and focused on them for the most part, and uh, you really get to know them. You know, it's like it's it's a totally different thing to develop characters over a television show as opposed to over a, a one action adventure movie. So, like I said, I, I I think they did an amazing job. I just like I said, I wish I could see it without knowing the backstory and see how what's successful in this movie and what what's less successful because I have no way of doing that. I just love how it activates her. Yeah. I'm gonna live. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> it's like that's a horny chick. Yeah, I, it's the fact I, that I it's a woman love, saying it. Well, yeah, I did always love that Kaylee was such like a nympho because she seemed. <laughs> yeah, she's, well, that was one of the great things in the, in, in the out in of the, gas. Is, yeah, you know, that she's like, like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, damn girl. You know, she's a she's a she's a frontier hoe. Yeah. yeah. What the hell does Anara have in her hands? It you, well, it's, it's a bow and arrow yeah. that has been digitally turned into a gunny thing. Yeah, she literally was using a bow and arrow, in, and, the, and in post they and in post they turned it into a gun. She didn't have any more exploding incense. Uh, that's a shame because that would have come in handy. Yeah. Could have used some exploding <laughs> incense, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of the weird things. Is and and uh, you know, but the, yeah, no, she literally and there was a whole setup because you see her at uh, the, the 
get a training house, you know, using a bow and arrow, that that's one of the things that you learn. <laughs> I don't know where you use that skill, but uh, it's better not to ask. Shooting apples at parties. But, uh, no, she literally, and you can actually see it if you freeze frame, you want to freeze frame it. Sometimes they didn't, you know, she's so far in the background, they don't bother to digitally change it. And she is holding a bow and arrow because that's what she was using in this scene. And do they, do they, you think there's some kind of setup like a Boy Scout system at the, at the Horror Academy? Like you get merit badges and hey. different things? Hey, Companion Academy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Training house is what it's called. Um, but, uh, but it was just, you know, apparently they had some early previews where it just kind of like bow and arrow. What the hell? And so, yeah, so there you go. That That's a shot of her shooting a bow and arrow that is, that whole thing has been digitally changed. So it kind of looks like a bow and arrow still, because obviously you can't hide what she was doing. But it's been turned into a gun thing. I just kind of bought that because of the whole companion thing. I was like, I, was, I don't know. She's got I would have liked to have seen it with a bow and arrow. I'd, yeah. You know, but it, it's like, well, it's like the, you know, it's like she the ending. It's like the ending of Independence Day. The original ending makes more sense to me, but, uh, you know. Oh, God. Zarben says, the hooker with a heart of gold academy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and a great bank account. But uh, Heart of Gold was an episode, yeah. and it was about hookers. Ooh, wait, I get it. Yeah. They're whores. I'm in. <laughs> I just want to show my fan cred you know, that I can quote all the lines. It's a battle of beliefs, only in a Joss movie. Yeah. Now, this is the one thing. It's like Mal actually gets the drop on him and shoots him and, and then doesn't finish him off, which is kind of like, okay, yeah. Ooh, you stunned him. Well, he's trying, though. Well, that's but, the point, well, though. Yeah, he's going like, to make him... Well, yeah, he's down. Yeah. Yeah, are you out of ammo, Mal, or what, what exactly? No, I think I'll turn my back on him and get into well, a precarious position. Well, I think he's just position. in a hurry because he knows his friends are getting chewed up. I I think he'd be able to take that extra five yeah. seconds to put a bullet in that guy's head. Yeah, would have been agree. my choice um, and save himself a little trouble I here. I think this uh, tunnel underneath them is a Rhythm and Hughes element, and it's beautiful. Strong work, guys. With the, was with it the Rhythm and Hughes or was it machinery? Zoic? He, uh, well, Zoic did most of the show, mo- all of the show, most of the movie, but I, I think there was some rhythm and Hughes. He, he, he goes into great length about it in the commentary. I know. I don't, I don't remember which, who did it, but uh, he does talk about how wonderful it is. And uh, rhythm and Hughes does sound right, so it might have been there. I always had trouble on the playground with, like, those bars <laughs> trying to get across it, so I could yeah, never yeah, have Yeah, I never... Those and, and trying to climb the rope in gym yeah. class, that I never, yeah, no, I, I never even so got like upper body strength. I, I, my thing. I would never have been able to get to. That's refreshing. It. A bunch of nerds with no upper body strength. Yeah, is that weird <laughs> or what? That's so crazy. That's that almost we, like a Wheaton reversal. It's strange yeah. that we all have that in common. Shyamalan twist. Yeah. <laughs> None of us can do the linking bars. <laughs> yeah. No way. All of us? That's weird. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, it must be because of Valians or something. Apparently, that shot he did like 20 times to really just slam himself down on the glass. Uh, yeah, it's one of those two. It, it, yeah, where he, he's where he's like, how many more takes this we're we doing? Because <laughs> his face is swelling up. Oops, see, now you go, wait, wait, now Jane's been shot. What? What? Wait, they, they now, all, now, now she's been shot. They all get something in yeah. the sequence. Everyone gets, everyone gets hammered one way or another, I think. Uh, Inara doesn't act, you know, get mortally wounded, but everyone else. Everyone no, Inara. Else. Uh, oh, Inara. Yeah, yeah. Inara is the only one yeah. who's uh, not badly wounded. Well, and and, uh, and uh, River. Yeah. Uh, River's just kind of like I'm just. She's waiting for her turn, of course. Because I'm gonna get my chance. You in totally a do think that they're gonna kill them all off, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. It's you know you don't know, and that's again, that's what's great about it is that he went for it. You know. He went for it, even though you know they're gonna be people who are like, you killed Washington, therefore you suck. But you gotta do it's it. Like, oh well, who did you want me to kill? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You pick one because yeah. someone had to you, go down. You choose. Honestly, oh, I would have preferred uh, uh, Zoe. <gasps> really? Yeah. Really? No. Really? I don't buy. I don't care about Zoe at all. 
No, Zoe, but Zoe and Mal have a relationship yeah, that they need to keep going. That's important. racist. Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> she's the black one, right? Right. And well, no, a woman. If and they, a woman. If they had killed Zo- Zoe, then they could have kept Book around. So no. <laughs> not at all. Oh, so it's a Christian thing now. Hmm. Now it's a yeah, religious preference. Definitely not that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so you can't win for losing. So yeah. So that's why, you know, that's why Wash is such a great choice because it's like of all people that they would kill, He's probably the one you'd pick. Well, then you're gonna kill Wash. Yeah, you're not gonna kill Wash. You know, but really, it's I like, want a I want a stuffed Wash toy. Killing Kaylee would have been, you know, but killing Kaylee yeah. would have been the only thing you could have done was more shocking than killing yeah. Wash. Literally killing Kaylee. That would have yeah. been, but I think I think the movie wouldn't have recovered. I think that would have been like, okay, we just hate the movie now. Yeah, I mean that's like that's the filmmaker kicking the cat. Yeah, like, killing exactly. It's like I think yeah, you could and that's, and almost that's, get away with killing Wash, but they would never have survived killing killing uh, killing. And killing. he he uh, he. What's her face? He pulled that the gag. person whose name I just said, Kaylee. Kaylee, thank you. He pulled that gag in the pilot, the original pilot yeah. as well. Yeah, right? shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And that was and that was great because at that point you didn't know who was who. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, well, maybe she is dead, but yeah, know, I don't know who that was. Well, yeah, you, you, like, you don't know who the one-off character is and who the series regular. Yeah, and you're like, point. damn. Simon I Simon her. comes in, he looks like the villain of the week. Yeah. You know, he's gonna be our bad guy, and they're gonna fight him, and right. blah blah blah. It's like, no, he's a regular. What about Jane? It as seems a, like you can't kill Jane. It's for some reason that seems wrong. Jane, yeah. he's not. He, you can't kill Jane. He can't die. Yeah. Oh, Adam he will Baldwin. not put himself. Jane cannot die. Adam Baldwin also on the list of guys aging backwards. Yeah. Yeah. He will not put himself in a situation where he's he like might 57 die. in My Bodyguard. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. He looks like 57 years old. Now here we, you know, getting ready to fight, fight, fight. But uh, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's written in the screenplay. Yeah. It in says hangar that. room. It, weirdly fight, enough, fight, fight, fight. That's exactly what it says. Fight, 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 fighty, fight, fight, fight. Great little joke here with the screwdriver. Like he's got the samurai sword, and he's I've got a screwdriver. You know, great little, great little bit. <laughs> he's really gonna try too, though. He's like, he's actually, no, he's like, I'm no, he's, no, he gets somewhere. No, you don't understand. <laughs> Mal's got a screwdriver, dude. He's gonna throw down with a screwdriver because that's Mal, baby. Yeah, it's he's he's got something. Oh so. yeah, I forgot about this. He gets fully impaled. He actually gets yeah. fully run through by a samurai sword, which is that's that's pretty badass right there. Um, and in fact, would be you know devastating. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't actually survive. Um, it was a. You know, do you know I, what a wound? Gonna, I'm going to stick you in the hand with my screwdriver. Do you know what a wound to the gut does to a person? I yeah. surely do. Yes. It's like uh, there was a great article on Cracked recently. It was like the 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 six injuries that Hollywood thinks are trivial that are actually fatal. Yeah. And <laughs> it was it was a great article. It's like, oh, you can shake that off. No, you're dead if that happens to you. You have died. Anytime someone unceremoniously knocks you unconscious with a shovel. Yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. If if you're knocked unconscious for more than five seconds by anything, go to a hospital because you've had a major brain trauma. You know, whereas in a, you know Indiana Jones can like, oh, I was out for four hours. Well, that's because you've lost the third grade. I mean, you've had major brain trauma. So yeah, it's over for or you. Or Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. Oh, I've been out for four hours. Yeah. Well, so on the next plot point. Yeah, it's amazing you can still speak English. Yeah. So uh, after that point in Chinatown, he he had like a Chechen accent or something that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> So they actually they're, these little black, black with the black background. Those are also for now. The I don't like the uh, that insert is meant to make you go look at his hand. Oh, he can move. He can move. But yeah. I look at his and, and I think he's trying to move his arms, but he can't. Yeah. And all, that's it was a confusing insert for me. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I it looks like they're doing that so you you think he's gonna grab a gun or something, and his fingers just barely move, and you're like, oh, he can't move. And right here, I thought he but broke that was the guy's neck, but he just actually dislocated his shoulder, so he can't move yeah. his arms. Well, since the guy's not dead, I mean that's sort of yeah. good. So you know, this is a this is this got a huge applause when I went to the theater and saw it. I mean, you know, this. That's this just because they hate black people. Yeah, that's true. But uh, well, I mean, who doesn't? But come on. <laughs> 
Um, you know, obviously we know where Brian stands. <laughs> wow. Welcome to all of our new listeners. Oh my. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't it is get totally the, like that all the time. Anyone yes. who doesn't get the concept of the satirical voice <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be listening to Down in Front. Newsflash, Randy Newman doesn't actually hate short people. So he's right though. Oh yeah, really. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm saying they got they got no reason, and that's totally true. But um, the 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 point that I was gonna make before whatever the hell happened was, <laughs> before um, you derailed it. Yeah, <laughs> before you, was uh, was was a great uh, it's, it was a great uh, thing, and I was I was really actually kind of happy that the the audience I was with got that moment uh, of the fact that the the operative's little little okie doke with the I'm gonna freeze your freeze your spine with my little. You know, Jedi with my move, kung fu, with my with my kung fu that is so strong. Um, you know that this is the point where thematically things come together. That the fact that Mal carries Serenity Valley with him, the you know the war and the bat, you know, and what you know, the fact that he has those scars are what enabled him to survive that. You know, and and win the day. There was your shot, Teague. Yeah. No, that's the that's not the one I was thinking. Of, oh, that's no. also egregious. No, yeah. There's a shot. There's literally like a shot, like an insert. Of just towards a river going, rah, yeah, rah, rah. yeah, towards it's, the beginning yeah. of. Uh, it's the Rasta one with the that with one didn't the work. No lips. That one didn't work just because the it, 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 the speed of the film was disproportional to the speed of the action. It was trying to be a slow mo shot, but it looked like it was them acting out slow mo. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, I hate mullets. Yeah. Well, who doesn't really? No response for that one. Yeah. See, <laughs> what's weird? There's no, there's no strong mullet lobby clearly available. <laughs> so, uh, it's so called yeah. Alabama Trey. Ah, very good. Big now mullet. they, now there's someone who hates black people. People yeah. from Alabama. They love the mullets and they hate the black. Full people. Full circle, baby. That's Correlation Alabama. is causation. <laughs> I think that's right. It's all come together. <laughs> so I like, uh, you know, Mal's had a rough day, and I love the fact, you know, they they actually went to the they put the blood in the eye. Yeah. You know, he's got a blown pupil. <laughs> Like, again, ah. He should be dead. He's been stabbed. Yeah. He's been beaten within an inch of his the life. The expression "blown pupil" is horrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And I, I've a couple times I've blown just had a burst blood vessel in my eye. And, and your whole it, eye goes it, red. It looks like it looks like you should be dying. It actually is totally painless and not really that big yeah. a deal. But it looks horrifying. There you go. Um, there you go. There's your shot. For good measure, an explosion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're not done yet. We're now going to collapse the wall behind her. Of course, we saw that insert of the. The grappling hooks coming through the wall like five minutes ago, right? So they've those grappling hooks have just been sitting there. I forgot about that. And, there and is, the well, is on the other side. Of there the is such going. a thing as overlapping time in the movie. Yeah. Over there, going yeah. that sounds really bad in there. Should we uh, let's uh, wait? Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. That must have been the union break. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, I want to see right, where the reavers break. are going with this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, these guys, you know, they had to fight their way through a whole bunch of reavers. I mean, presumably, I guess the alliance That's won true. the battle. Because uh, these guys have made it to the planet's surface and didn't get uh, eaten or raped, or, you know, a lot. So, uh, you know, it's like, I guess the Reavers got uh, got knocked down. There we go. And I, I like the uh, the bit on the axe where she's like, I'll kill all you too. <laughs> yeah, I right. don't think I won't do I'll it. I'll just keep on going. I can go all day. I know yeah. two things. I can kill you, and my food is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know how to eat an ice planet. So uh, one thing that always struck me that's weird about this scene is the it, fact that his sex doll is in his no in his stone. That's there's nothing weird about that at all. all. That's yeah, that's his sure. wife, dude. Jesus, sure, sure. Golly, you're the most intolerant son of a bitch. <laughs> Trey, whatever uh, whatever strikes you is weird about the scene. You know, it's funny that you should mention that. Um, is that it's just it's just one of the sort of strange sort of like wanting to have closure is they never launched the rocket. 
Watch the freaking rocket. What, it's what is Chekhov's rocket? What are we? Yeah, what are we watching? We're watching this whole scene where you put the notes on the right. And they have this beautiful landscape, and they cut to a wide shot, and they and don't launch got, the rocket. And she's got a, a thing to to, to light the, the rocket. Wick with. What a weird choice. <laughs> Whedon, you hack. Yeah, it should <laughs> what be. What the hell? It really should be a the wide man knows shot, nothing. and then we follow it up into the sky. Dude, you really did just ruin that scene. For me. The man knows that. nothing yeah. about movie making. I mean, seriously. Okay. <laughs> now here, it's like okay, you know, and then a couple of weeks. They put Serenity back together from a freaking smoldering pile of junk that was in a canyon that had fallen off a cliff. You know, I guess the operative said, from, oh, from space. Yeah. <laughs> so like, the operative, you know, the idea of the operative, okay, he pulled some strings and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> they, they said the entire alliance. Hey, Stacy crashed her X-Wing on Dagobah, fixed it with lines. Yeah, it took her a year to do it, too. Oh. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, look at look at him there with his shirt off. Look at everyone get all buffed yeah. up. He and knew I was, the, he knew this scene was coming. He's like, I'm going to work on this for three years. Ceiling Cat watches you. <laughs> I was going to say, it's yeah. A, yeah, Ceiling River watches comes, you. Fuck, here comes Ceiling River, which is a you know, and it's a great bit. It's a it's a hysterical yeah. joke. What know? is she doing up there? Was she waiting for it? She was doing <laughs> the wiring. She's she was doing the wiring. wiring. Yeah. Oh. They had, Stop they, retconning well. <laughs> they actually, this is another deleted scene. They had a much longer Longer one, and, and yeah. Mal had a punchline where he goes, wow, what a whiner at yeah. the end. Which I think is right. I think, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I would have liked if they kept that, because he's like, God. In the chat room, uh, Lalid, I guess that's how you pronounce Hello. it, says, lol, hey, bro, what's up? Oh, fucking, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> got, here, got here just in time to hear us say fuck. Well, that's good. That's important. <laughs> So this is, and this is a thing that uh, I, I I thought was, uh, you know, I thought was really cool uh, that uh, Whedon talked about. He said, you know, you know what's even better than beating the villain? Showing the villain that he was wrong all along. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is like, if you can make that work, because that ain't easy. But, uh, you know, I think he, he pulled it off in this one. It's like to the point where the villain goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's why we use it as the example. It's because it works, and it's yeah. awesome. And it's not done that often. It's name another example. Well, not successfully done that often. Yeah. Go ahead, name it. Can you name even an attempt? Like an attempt? I don't yeah. think so, actually. You know, I remember at the end of Die Hard when Hans Gruber said, "Wow, it's really wrong to steal from other people and kill." <laughs> I remember that pretty clearly. That was uh, just uh, he said that as he, it was uh, in his eyes. As if, well. if you watch yeah. his lips as he's falling off the building, uh, that's what he's subtext, saying. Subtext, guys. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Darth Vader goes. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> My whole life has been a shadow. And I should just... By the way, I'm white, lol. I'm going to spend more time with my kids. <laughs> there we go. Subtext in that scene. That's you, writing, y'all. You I know love that, how famously Nathan Fillion didn't, didn't get the get subtext. Oh, she's talking about oh, her. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, she's, I thought I was talking about the ship. because wow. She's banged up, but she can still fly. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's kind of he's talking about two things at once. That's crazy. That's weird. How are people women? How am is, I right? <laughs> how are people to understand that? I mean, it's like it's like that's like two ideas at once. People aren't going to be able to. I'm conflicted, that. and I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Says someone from Spider-Man Two. That's right. That might. I'm ruined. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. Someone, someone, tearing me apart. Someone check Brian's inhibitor chip. I think it's gone <laughs> off again. I like this scene. It's a great scene. And another one where... where and, and Trey, in the movie's defense, the ship wasn't put together right because the, the thing falls off. <laughs> that's, oh, uh-huh. That's the, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, they hung primary. a lantern on it, Trey. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> the primary buffer panel. Did the primary buffer panel just come off my Goram ship for no reason? Yes, I do believe that's a line from the beginning of this movie. Looks like... Full circle, guys. Yeah, see Full how it circle. all comes together? 
We yeah. call that a bookmark. Yeah. Or Bookend. A or a callback. Or a callback. The Bookend. I mean, the, the, the no, what was that? The the, what was that punchline? Is genius. It's yeah. fantastic. I uh, I have to give uh, talk about resurrecting ancient uh, sayings. The fact that one of the one of the words that uh, Mal uses here is keens. You know, let you know before she, you know, she keens, which is like uh, no one, no one has said that in the English language since the Civil War. <laughs> you know, it's like anyone. Does that mean falls apart? Yeah, pretty much. Context clues. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is knowing exactly how to how to apply contextual clues where noble as a grape doesn't make you go what. You know, it, in context, you go, oh, okay, I mean, yeah, I'm, just, I'm rolling with it. It did make me go, what? <laughs> like, <I've laughs> no one a grape. I understood what he was saying, but I'm like, what the fuck? Of all the of ones that is probably that? is the one that kind of like almost threw me out of the yeah. movie. But, uh, I, I rolled with it. I'm like, did I miss? He? Did he say grape? <laughs> yeah. What did he grape? Yeah. What What might he have said? Which I, is I'm just totally confused. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, so serenity that happened. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, More subtext. Uh, yeah. This is a great shot too. Yeah. The the water on it looks really good. Yeah. And then. Whoop. Oh shit! It's falling. <laughs> the, oh, no, no, oh, no, oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! We're okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then, that, the, and then just stick a pin in it at right. the very end. Just stick a pin, like you know, she has this beautiful exit shot, and then like a chunk falls off, and we yeah. have the punchline. Josh so, Whedon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I, I tell you, the, the thing about how, if you're deaf, what does guitar picking a youthful Western tune mean to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that when music is playing, the subtitles it's helpfully gave us music musical notes. notes. Yeah. Thanks very much. It'd be awesome if they did like the notes on a, a stack. Yeah, they actually like yeah. <laughs> because, because that would mean so much to deaf people. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I get it. Yeah. In the chat room, they want me to talk about the font. I'm not going to talk about the font. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it a font that you could name? Uh, not this one, no. Okay. Although I'm not a huge fan of it, but it it's, it works. It works for this. Uh, Serenity. I love Firefly, and I like Serenity. I now I love that Serenity exists. Try to do the math. But this this movie is very good, and it could have. It really. Well, I don't think Joss would have done it if he thought he was fucking it up or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, really. Like it's not like it's not like clearly they, a blatant cash grab. Yeah, I know. On it's like they part. handed over the Firefly franchise to Orchie and Kurtzman and said, "Do your best." Yeah, it's write like, some shit, and I'll, I'll bank bad. it. That's fine. But, you know, this Joss had a very difficult job to do with this, and I think he pulled it off. And my complaints are superficial. Uh, he put together <laughs> a movie to encapsulate, yet cap, yet start off. Yet everything else, a series that nobody who saw this movie had seen. Like he pulled it off pretty well, I think. Brian? Yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? I agree completely. It's it's, and the additional aspect of having to bring bring uh, a certain amount of closure and conclusion to the story that people were already invested in, but still try to leave things open if it did bring the show back or if they did have another movie, and so to try to bring closure, but at the same time. Leave a sequel hook to to do more if it, if the possibility arose. I I can't. They Im- did a much better job than Lost in Space did. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't imagine the. I don't know. I it must be he must have had like some kind of checklist in front of him for each scene and for the movie and so okay so I have to do this I have to do that I have to introduce this. You mean this, the screenwriter or... thought about what he was writing? At the yeah, and crazy like, talk. And like worked. actually worked at it and you know probably wrote something really bad at first and then went back and and I don't know maybe did another draft. And then maybe did another draft after that, perhaps. Get which is a really out. crazy concept. Get out. But uh, I'm glad he did it. You're talking science fiction. <laughs> yeah, really, Second really. magic bean. Wow. Yeah. Dorkman, do you consider this movie a success? Well, um, I'm not a studio head, so <laughs> uh, so sure. So you're um, allowed to. So I'm allowed your, to. Speaking of Universal, uh, no. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, th- I agree with what you guys were saying. I mean, 
Um, we had nitpicks, but really the reason is because otherwise we're like, well, yeah, really otherwise good. we're just going. There's to no the commentary. There's no commentary yeah. unless we, you know, find things to discuss and possibly nitpick. So, um, but yeah, like you were saying, um, he had. I I don't know how to do a better version than this. I think this is, uh, like you said, the the best movie with with all of the concerns that went into it. Like you guys have just been saying, I I think this is the best thing you could hope for. Which like sounds like you're saying negative. You're like, well, just live with it. It's like this this it came out great, all things considered. You know, um, and it had some that. Speaking of the font, Christopher Flick's name there, <laughs> Foley supervisor Christopher Fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, but um, not helpful. Oh, Flick. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> but um, work on the the kerning there or something. Yeah, but anyway, he actually had yellow eyes. <laughs> yellow eyes. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. It's a, I mean, it's a tragedy that we didn't get more Firefly, and it's kind of a tragedy that we're not Lonnie going Barrister. to see any sequels. So um, you know, as it was, it's. Yeah, Zoe. Yeah. What up? It, it's CG supervisor sad, Emil Edwin Smith. I brought. I bought my uh, synthesizer off of him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have to yeah. say that I've watched the series all the way through more times than I have popped in Serenity to watch it. Yeah, me too. I think that's the same with me. I, I think it's. I think it's kind of on par. I think for me. <laughs> I think it's like I. I. I go back and forth. Um, I'm literally at the point now where I have watched. Firefly episodes so gosh darn much that I really don't think Go I... Ram, sir! I know, I know. <laughs> what have you done? That there... I don't even need to watch Firefly episodes no. anymore. <laughs> again, it's kind of like, no, I have watched Firefly. Let me... If you'll just give, wait 35 minutes, I'll watch one right now in my head. <laughs> done. Our Mrs. Reynolds is really funny. But, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, you haven't asked the question, but I'll answer it anyway because it's my turn. Um, I think, you know... I'm just I'm just so happy this movie exists, yeah. um, and I'm just uh, it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that it, it didn't take off like it should have. Um, it's unfortunate that it was. We would be watching Serenity Four right now. Yeah, no, it's it's not that. It's it's more of the way I bemoan our society and the fact that we're all just you know not. When it's as a friend of mine once said, uh, when Bush got elected for his second term, it's never going to be the Federation. We're never going to get to the Federation because this is what we are. A bunch of dumb douchebags, and the it, and the fact that all right, trans, I don't agree with that. The fact mm. that and by the way, he was only elected once. Thank you. Yeah. Well, no, he served two terms. He served know, two terms. You know exactly what I mean. Once. Yeah. And and yeah. And and your president Obama sucks. The black one. Yeah. You know how I hate him. But the point of it is, is sometimes when you look at what our society is, you feel a little sad. Yeah. And one of the things is like, gee, Transformers Two was a big hit, and Serenity wasn't. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Serenity is, you know, regardless of, of what Serenity is a fully realized, incredibly designed and you know, beautifully detailed realization of a world that you never saw before and it isn't it, it you want to say it's not based on anything. Obviously it's based on a television show, but it's so quickly after the television show and done by the same guy that it's the same concept and the same vision, uh, for the purposes of my argument, that it's this amazingly realized, beautifully created and crafted piece of filmic work that uh, you know invites you into this amazing world that challenges you and no one gave a damn. Yeah, that had like a tenth of the budget yeah, of something exactly. like Exactly, and people would much rather see another fucking Batman movie and it's you know it's it's only by the luck that someone good is making Batman movies right now, but I think we all remember when that wasn't the case. So it's 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 just one of those movies that uh, like sometimes like this show Firefly itself is sometimes 
despite the Hollywood system, which we all labor under, sometimes one of these things just kind of pops out, and it's like, how did that happen? Because the system is designed to make sure. And then sure. the system is like, oh shit, Yo, kill it, kill oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. Don't let but, it get away. Just, yeah. Get it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not it. But it's not the it's not the system. It's it's the audience. I mean, you know, it's it's the it's the internet lie that sci fi channel is canceling shows that people like. No, it's the opposite. Sci fi channel cancels the shows that people don't like, and they know how many people are watching. So if you are sad about a show being canceled, it's because there weren't enough of you watching. Yeah, same so thing with just, Conan O'Brien, by the way. Yeah. It was like, how dare they? I'm like, you didn't watch it, did you? Did yeah. you? Yeah. No, you did didn't. You? No, you Stop did not. Stop complaining. You know, you can, send, you can write all the letters you Oh, no, that's a different situation. Yeah. That was, that was okay. universal. Anyway, anyway, back on just to get us the hell out of here yeah. and get the show over with is, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's just not a big enough market for shows like for, Serenity for and Fireflies. For good, yeah. 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 For not good things. Like, not enough people like good things. Yeah, look, yeah. look, we live in a country where most people think McDonald's is food. Okay, yeah. that's that's <laughs> yeah. what it comes down and to. And American Idol is the biggest show on TV. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we live. That was Serenity, and this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes and get a brand new episode every single week. I want to thank the Weed and Esk guys for coming out and yeah, watching thanks. us and, and talking Firefly with Can't us in the chat room. Can't wait to see the comments. Made by, now I feel all cynical. Like I, Now I know where Mal is coming from. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking McDonald's, and this one's dead. And <laughs> <laughs> We have a wonderful community. You can go to downfront.net slash forum and involve yourself in the conversation. There's a lot of great conversation going on, and it's a, it's a thriving community of smart people, which is wonderful. Uh, buy this movie from us on Amazon. We get, like, a, a buck. And if you buy a shirt... In case you guys don't like, already own it. Yeah. yeah For those bucks. of you who don't own a copy. And if you already own a copy, but you still want to give back, go to that big shiny PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Uh, Matt Beta Vader is the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes. Holden Hellman hands the website. My name is D. Christie. Brian Finister. Scott. And that's my name. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I go, I thank wanna... God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, was... I was scared. I was like, everyone wanted us to do Serenity for so long. I was like, oh, God. It's <laughs> going to be like the fifth element all over it's again. It's the free bird of Down in Front. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, fine. We'll fucking do it. It's like God. the band that learns free bird just because everyone always yeah. asks for it. Trendsinyourhead.com.